Hello, hello! On today's show, I'm going to talk about some Mando payback. Mike has a review that's out of this world, and Pat's going to show us some flashy collectibles on the horizon. To your favorite live streaming, whatnotting podcast, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space. I am your third or fourth favorite podcasting host, Kevin. And of course, I've got all the regulars here today to make it a perfect show. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> See, I switched it up there so you couldn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the amazing Michael. What's up, fellas? Hello. I, re- I reused that adjective. I need to. I need to switch that up. I didn't. I didn't see. That's another thing in in show prep. I gotta gotta get those adjectives right. So, hey. Um. So before we start today, I know we've got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about today, but we've got. We also have have something that we haven't talked about in a while, that has just finally become exciting you guys know what that is um, I, I think i do well what? i think i do too <laughs> is it a giveaway it is a give isn't that exciting yeah <laughs> it is exciting so The yep. Scruffles Gold Sweepstakes. Wipe the dust off, that, off of that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to remind everyone, um, everyone that has shared, commented, retweeted, followed, liked, and subscribed any of our content, you were entered, whether you knew it or not, in our Scruffles Gold Sweepstakes. Uh, and the Scruffle Gold Sweepstakes comes to an end whenever we hit our subscription goal and we did audience isn't that exciting are we the audience <laughs> Fairly bit. it is oh that's right i forgot the studio audience this year so we just randomly unexpectedly hit our yeah they were so quiet and now they won't shut up <laughs> Our sub goal, which was the seemingly easy long ago 50 subs, but it, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say that that's what the simple goal was. And it took us so long. We gave up on trying to use the giveaway to provoke it and just moved on. Uh, But then it just happened on its own. So I guess that means our content's getting better, you know, so especially if you're listening now, you know, give us a sub if you haven't already. Um, <clears throat> so, 
excuse me, we need to just talk about when we're going to do the giveaway for that and how it's going to work real quick. So basically, I'm going to have to get a big list. Yeah. Of all of those things together. And then what I was thinking is, <clears throat> I would just use uh, the same uh, tactics that I use for my whatnot giveaway and just put them in a bin. <laughs> And then I'll draw, and this is a question for you, Mike. How? What's the max number of people that can be on your wheel? Do you know? I don't know. I can find that out. Okay, before. so let's say it's 50, okay? Right, right. So I'm going to put all of everything in a bin and then draw 50 of them. Mm -hmm. And then that's what you'll put on a wheel. Okay. So then on the next show, we can actually spin the wheel on the show. Mm-hmm. To see who's going to be the big winner right, of right. Scruffles, Scruffles Gold Sweepstakes. Does that sound a good idea? Yeah. Can you just make sure everybody's name is short? Bunch of Joe Smiths. I'll do my best. <laughs> if they aren't short, we'll use some kind of abbreviation. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to remind everybody what the uh, giveaway is as well. Uh, it is for a CGC copy. I do believe it's a 9.8. Uh, Batman, um, the uh, Catwoman wedding issue. Man, I should have had all this in front of me. Um, but what number is that? Like 50? 50. I think it's 50. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, it's the one where there's a bunch of covers for that, of course. So it's the one where Bruce is looking in the mirror and sees Batman, right? Or does he see Catwoman? Anyway, you know that cover. Yeah. And then we're also giving away a... Um, a, a Classic Batman action figure, a Miles Morales pop, two tickets to see a movie, and a credit towards uh, buying something digitally on Voodoo. Mm -hmm. That's a all winner. to one winner. All to one winner, yeah. And a pack of... Uh, trading card a trading card game pack as well mm -hmm. uh, i think we'll go with uh we'll go with magic on that uh, I, th I don't think we ever determined i think we were talking originally like whoever would win can decide well i guess we'll just do that it'll either be magic or pokemon and uh whoever the winner is can let me know once i reach out to them that they've won but that's a big pot amazing amazing yeah amazing amazing yeah <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna double down here though. So it's official. We're giving that away on the next show, which I didn't talk to you guys about in the pre-game show too. Might actually be two weeks. We we talked about it maybe being two weeks regarding cover combat, and then we said, oh, that's not necessary. But then I might have other things that came up that uh, actually need the next show to be in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, we can push cover combat for you know it could be two weeks, three weeks. Well, that's actually going to be the final. Also, oh, we could oh, you, the finals next week. That's what I'm saying. I um, I want to push next week. Push the whole show? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't trying. I didn't talk about that in the pregame. I'm sorry. Okay. But this is perfect. Listen to this. Okay. So here, here's why I'm mentioning it. So we got the Scruffles Goal Sweepstakes. I'm still going to give people one more week to share, comment, like, subscribe to be entered. Okay, so all the things that you can do to enter the goal, the 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 Scruffles Goal sweepstakes, like I said, 
Um, share, comment, retweet, follow, like, subscribe. Any of those will get you an entry. Do any of those and you'll get an entry. Is each one an entry per individual? No, no. Everybody gets one entry. Okay. Um, so you got one more week to do that. And then next week I can start calculating to then be prepared because it's going to take me a while um, yeah. to be prepared for when we actually give it away on the next show. So then two weeks from now will be the next show and it'll include the giveaway, the huge giveaway and the cover combat finals gotcha. and oh you don't want to you want to skip a week after the finals for a uh in case you didn't know segment before we start the next uh cover combat right mike yeah i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be in case you didn't know but i think i think it's good to skip a week or so between okay. the finals and the next the next round so we can and i think that's a good opportunity to fill it with you know in case you didn't know or something else what's going know. on with pokemon yeah yeah that's yeah. true that's yeah. the other so so the good news is we have a winner or we have a, we we've reached our goal so we're going to find out the winner for the scruffle skull sweepstakes we'll reveal that in two weeks you've still got one week to do all the things that you could possibly do to enter it then in two weeks we're so you're going to have two weeks to vote on the cover combat uh three finals right mike uh, and then the bad news is, is I was also incorrect. I said we were going to do a Pokemon segment this week on the show. Uh, but due to my poor reading skills, I misunderstood a text. So our friend Michael could not make today. Uh, he can make uh, a future show after today, basically. And uh, I'll talk to him about it being in two weeks. So that's what that that's when we'll do that as well. So. Unless we then, want to go for three weeks when it's the show in between the finals and the new start, but then we, we may have Kirk on here for a video game segment as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got that too. Okay, yes. Yeah. So we got we got plenty of stuff for everybody. Uh, I'm talking about a lot of boring stuff. This is this is what we used to do on the show all the time. That's probably that's why we had a hard time getting up a bunch of subs. So enough of all that, but big giveaway. Do all subscribe, comment, retweet, follow, like. You know, share everything you can do to be an enter in that entry in that giveaway, and we'll do that in two weeks. All right. Right. So now we're going to get into the cool stuff that people actually come to this question. House cleaning is done. Let's go ahead and get to the show. <laughs> exactly. All right. Here we go. Awesome. Give me to put the thing up for you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I was I was watching that, and this week really felt like uh, some of those some of those battles where covers were being taken out pretty aggressively. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. I was a little behind because I was watching the show. I was watching the cartoon there. <laughs> oh, hold on. 
You know how you're majorly critical of your own work, like typically more critical than other people are of your work, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I remember hating. I, well, I shouldn't say hate. Hate strong work. But anyway, I disliked pretty much all of my animation when I originally made it. But it's grown on me now. I think it's actually pretty good. And I'm like, wow, I actually made that? That's not too bad. How the heck did I do that? You know, yeah. that kind of you know. Yeah, I like them. That's actually one of my favorite ones, just because of the different ways we're attacking each other. I think it's yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> All, right, All right, this is. Uh, I'm already, I'm already a little bit uh, feeling anxious here. Um, yeah, which is pretty exciting stuff, especially our text conversation too. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, we won't reveal what that was, but when you and I talked about my picks, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. Some surprising, uh, surprising picks. Some surprising results. Some results that were expected. You know, it, this it's there's only three matchups, but uh, it was everything. All right. So let's get to the first one. We have All Star Superman number six versus Amazing Spider Man five thirty nine. There are a lot of people that love both of these covers, obviously. I mean, they may Yeah, this is a tough one. This here. is definitely tough. Yeah. Yep. I'll say this is the hardest one. This is the toughest one of the three that are left. Yeah. It's not even the closest one this week. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. This one is actually, uh, we have uh, 63% of the vote went to the winner. 37% went to the loser. Oh, jeez. Are we ready? When you know, when you hear that number, <laughs> when you hear that number, Pat, do you automatically assume the sixty-three percent is with the one you voted? I do not. I, I don't want to think anymore. Yeah, uh, I will. I will say that going into this last round, these were the only two covers I voted for into this round, so I had to pick one of my favorites here. Oh, okay, uh, okay, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, that makes it hard. You're like, I'm just going to vote these all the way through, and then they yeah. match each other. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go with 63%. 63%. And we moving get on. These? No, we don't need drum roll, sorry. And okay. uh, moving on to the final three, we have oh! Amazing Spider Man 539. The studio audience is happy with that as well. It's safe to say now that that uh, All Star Superman number six was one of my covers. Oh, <laughs> and I love it. I, it's just one of my favorites. I I was going to submit All Star Superman number one. It was mm. very close to making my eight, but it got booted at the last second. So yeah, I was yeah, happy that, to back that one. Yeah, that I would have voted for that one as well. I love that cover. Um, <clears throat> this one's just a little more somber. <laughs> yeah, but these are both good. And, and yeah, definitely, regardless of what you're saying with what was the closest and farthest, this was, in my opinion, for me, was the toughest of the three matchups. Yeah. Yeah, because they're both really likable. Yeah. Uh, the other ones are, you know, that's like love-hate on, on the next two matchups. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, these are these yeah. are both likable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get all the, let's get to the crazy business. We've got Amazing Spider-Man 528, which is uh, Steel City Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yep. Versus Uncanny X-Men 493. Which we uh, realized last week is the inconsiderate cable cover. 
right resting the child's head on uh, the hard arm <laughs> yeah <laughs> not the soft arm yeah. <laughs> and the winner here had 74 percent of the vote oh my god you know here's what's ironic about that percentage is i feel like this is going to be steel city spider-man then because i feel like there's been so much seemingly to us inexplicable love yeah. For the Steel City Spider-Man up to this point, there's no way that X-Men would get a, a, a landslide like that. I could be wrong, obviously, but that's where my thoughts are right now. I hit my mouse. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you know everyone's like, oh, pile dog piles on top of it, and then uh, it's like underdog. Yeah. All right. What do we got? All right. With seventy-four percent of the vote, the biggest winning gap this week oh x-men defeats the over muscular spider-man <laughs> the dogging of the steel city spider finally took <laughs> yep yeah in my household everyone's like he's got way too many muscles <laughs> <Spider> <laughs> It's actually amazing to me that this cover is made it to the finals too, though. This is a little incredulous for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, no. it's not bad, but it's just, uh, man, I, I, well, obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously because it could have been a cover I'd just never seen before, but I had seen this cover before and it's not one I would have submitted, but here we are. Who, who knew? You know? And uh, also the Amazing Spider-Man 528, that was another one of my covers. <laughs> are you serious? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Johnny last week. Johnny was swept out. They're like, all right, you're done. <laughs> Did you, uh, okay, let me ask you this. Now, all right, and let, let me say this beforehand. Before it just was eliminated, would you still have submitted that after all the dogging we've given it all these weeks? Has it changed your opinion on it? Or do you still like it so much you think it's it was worthy of the submission and we're all wrong in essence? Yes, you're all wrong. I still okay. love it. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> I, I understand the complaints about it and I see those, but I, I just like the pose. I like the angle. I like the color palette. Yeah. I, gotcha, I like gotcha. it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're obviously we're just being playful here. Anybody who's yeah. watching or listening that likes these, anything we dog, you know, it's just random dogging for silly reasons. And essentially, and I'm going to say, I don't know if there's any that even the Catwoman one that I've said, I think I actually said I hate them or whatever, but I can recognize that they're good covers. They're, these are all good covers, even yeah. if I don't like them for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it is us just jabbing each other. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We all we all have similar likes and similar dislikes, and uh, obviously we all respect each other's opinions on art. Right, right. Like I, point I, out figured, I figured the Spider-Man was Mike's, because I think you were the one that brought up the black and gold, and I was like, ah, oh, it's Mike's. Mm -hmm. Because he mentioned the black and gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have probably put that together too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that we're all Steelers fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. And now the matchup everybody's been waiting for Star Wars, Clone Wars number one versus Batman. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, General. <laughs> I've got this to say. I'm going to say this right now. I voted for Clone Wars this time. I know that's... I, I know I just broke 
that's taboo to say right now but i am just i'm telling you i love this cover now Kevin, I, I have to admit i came very close to voting for the clone wars cover <laughs> but i didn't <laughs> yep. mike well since we're all confessing right now what's yours what should you vote for i never voted for the star wars cover one single time this whole this whole uh until now <laughs> until i still didn't <laughs> i didn't yeah well, I, I i tried looking at it i'm like okay what's what's everybody see like i see a I little got, more but i got I, still... I got swayed on that clone wars helmet comment yeah there. i think karen made i was like hey maybe there is something more to this yeah i think that I think that was yeah. one that really swayed me a bit as well, and then and then I I guess maybe I became a, uh, you know I I peer pressure you know got to me too. I'm like man, enough people like this, yeah. Like you just said, maybe there's something to it, and then obviously Karen, all of it added up for me that. And now for the history of time, when I show this cover to people, I'm gonna be like, man, I really love this cover. Yeah, it still looks like candy corn to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's Mike uh, from New York has a has a comment. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if we really are if we really have similar likes and dislikes. I don't understand how any of these made it so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this will uh... even Mike even in the uh, for the first one with the All Star and uh, the Amazing. You didn't like either any of those. You were wondering why those. Man. That's the only one I would say that comment surprises me a little bit, but these other four, yeah, I can see that comment. Yeah. Well, get this. The winner of this matchup got 53% of the vote. Oh. The so loser, this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was one vote. All right, I'm ready now. <laughs> wow, Mike doubles down. None of these. Got it. <laughs> You know what? He should submit Carp. Oh, wait, he did. <laughs> I liked a lot of Mike's covers. Well, I guess Mike just uh, let us all know that apparently none of the ones he submitted made it to the final. <laughs> well, I think you told us that last week anyway. But, yeah. 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 But I mean, Mike had some really good covers and they they lost to really tight matchups. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can imagine a few of those, and they were, yeah, they were great. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and look and see this Star Wars. What covers it defeated? Well, we're gonna have that conversation in the finals. Oh, right. we always talk about how the finals are so short because it's only you know <laughs> just showing one winner. But then we also have a conversation and we do the whole showing what everyone submitted thing. So yeah, it's still gonna be a good show too. So yeah, because I'm tracking all the votes, the the number of votes that each cover has received. Oh yeah, that's a new tracking this season we hadn't done yep. before as well. So yeah, that's going to be a fun yeah, show. Obviously the yeah, so the fi obviously the the final three are going to you know at the end you hope they generated the the highest number Those of votes, votes. Yeah. Yeah. but maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Somebody could have been like, "Oh, my covers out. I'm checking out. I'm not even voting anymore." <laughs> so are you guys ready? Are you nervous? I guess I am nervous. I, I did. All right, that was good. Studio on. Just go ahead and run it. And the winner, 63% of the vote. Oh! Is Batman, 675. What? Well, this is obviously a great cover, though. I like this cover. Yep. 
And that was close. One one vote difference. One vote difference. So I have normally I would do it, but I went ahead and I made screen here. There is our matchup. So for the first time in cover combat, you have one champ to pick from three covers instead of two. So well, this is the second time we did this in round two or in uh Cover Combat 2, we did it the same way. We did three covers in Cover Combat 2? Yeah. What were they? I'm not doubting you. I'm just trying to remember. Star Wars number one. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) No one remembers the loser. (laughs) I didn't even remember we did three. I thought I was thinking this was the first time. Yeah, that's just my horrible memory. Sorry about that. I looked at them just last night because they were still when when I was making the uh, the graphic that I'm going to put up on the Facebook page. I had to remove those three covers and add these three to that to that graphic. And uh, Star Wars was the only one I can remember now. Wasn't Catwoman one? <clears throat> yeah, Catwoman was one. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can't remember. Who won? I'm Captain sure. America, right? Was it Captain America the one? I can't remember. Star Wars didn't win. Star Star Wars won, didn't it? Star Wars number one won, I think, didn't it? No, because that was mine. Oh, wait, it was was, Mike. Mike won it. Mike, what was your book? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was Catwoman. I think Catwoman won. And Classic X-Men won the first cover combat. That was definitely only two. But yeah, yeah, it was Mike's cover. Mike won cover combat two. And I think he must be the cover that we're forgetting right now. Then it was it was Catwoman. Oh yeah, it definitely was Catwoman because Rose uh, selected that as the champ, right. so she won the Captain America right collection. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna actually. I'm glad I just reminded myself. I'm gonna be delivering that next weekend then for her as well. So. Yep. Catwoman, Hulk, and Star Wars. Oh yeah, the Spidey Hulk. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, because I think that's the one I voted for. Yeah, yep. Immortal Hulk two second printing or something like that, or one fifth printing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the book that won though, right? Rose won it because she picked the final cover, but yeah, she picked Catwoman. Hulk is what won the cover combat. Because well, Tyler no, submitted Mike the book. Submitted- no, Mike Pinchek. There's we got two mics, obviously. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to out you. That's right. New York Mike submitted the Catwoman, not me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we know New York Mike had won Cover Combat too, so the Catwoman won because Mike submitted the Immortal Hulk. No, Tyler submitted the Immortal Hulk. Yeah, I was eliminated right. in round two. Oh, <laughs> round three. And didn't you submit the Star Wars? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So for the finale, it was Mike versus Tyler versus Patrick. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, now it's all coming back. It's all coming back. So how how are we going to do the voting? Are we going to just do, do the vote for your favorite, or are we going to do for our a second place pick, too? No, you you just vote for one. Okay. Everybody just votes for one cover. And then if there's a tie, the cover of these three, if there's a tie between two of them, or all three, whichever covers have received the most votes up to this most point. Votes, yeah, up okay. to this point. 
Yeah, I'm okay. The, the only bad thing about that is I I never like the most votes because of weak matchups, but it's fine. Well, I mean, we could make a change. I mean, uh, we keep tweaking it every cover. Like <laughs> just just to, to ask you this personally, why don't you like the if we tell you our opinion of these three like in order? Like my my submission to you would be, okay, you know. X Men is number one, Batman is number two, Spider Man is number three. Why don't you like that versus me just saying, okay, I pick X Men? Well, I, I mean, I'm fine with that. I, it's not that I dislike it. So. Okay. I mean, that'd be cool. I think that'd yeah. be cool. So, yeah, everybody can submit their one, two, three. Then uh, that's fine. That's or, just your, or just your one, two, because we know, then we know who's three. You know, just do your first, oh, do your favorite, and then your runner up. That's, that's your second place. And then the third's perfect. Okay. And then. And I'll just, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll award point for the number of times a cover is in the first place, second place. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yes, that, unless that gets people confused that ha aren't paying attention, you know. That's true. You know, that, that's, well, that's, that's, the, that's the drawback. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Mike? You're in charge of cover combat. You, you lay down the. What do you want right now? Do it. I like, I, there's a saying that I always tell myself, keep it simple, stupid. Okay. All right, fine. So we're just staying with the one vote. Here's what we'll do, though. We'll have that conversation at the beginning of Cover Combat 4. So then during the entire Cover Combat, if we decide to change it, then it'll be the same throughout. So that's yeah. that'll, that'll definitely be a conversation. But yeah. we're sticking with vote for this and only on Facebook. Yep. And only one book says Mike. Yep. All right. And I don't have my papers with me. Um, I think Uncanny X-Men has been claimed. I don't recall if the other two have. I have to go I have to go look at my paper. Wow, someone claimed this uncanny. Wow, that's amazing to me. Yep. It's uncanny X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but there's your final three. That uh, I mean I man, I, I don't really see where yeah, Mike, that's what we just said, Mike. So <laughs> Mike might vote for none because he doesn't think any of them deserve to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you're saying that, Mike. I, like, I definitely think it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, it's Clone Wars didn't make it. I mean, come on. Yeah, if Clone Wars made it, I'd have been shocked. And I, like I said, I'm already, I'm a little surprised the X-Men made it but the other two are fine i mean they're they're pretty worthy they're they're pretty great covers so anyway so vote vote early vote often no we're only voting once. <laughs> vote once and uh we got three covers left and we will be revealing the winner in two weeks two weeks yeah oh. and share it with all your friends Yep. So uh, during today's show, I'm going to go ahead and get those listed on uh, the Acceler page. Right. Let me go ahead and get rid of this and that. And now we're back to normal. We're back to normal on my side. Everything is <laughs> back to normal. <laughs> All right. Man, I was just pulling for that Clone Wars just for the whole controversy of it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you almost let it win. I mean, you were. 
So does that mean we're down to two participants? Oh yeah, who are the who are the submitters yeah. left? Or is this an all yep. mic final? No, it's not. It's a Kevin and Mike final. Uh oh. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, that'll be good either. Yeah, I mean, that'll be good either way for me. I mean, as far as I'm looking at it, because then I win, I'm happy. And then if you win, that'll be the first time for you. You know, if it, if yeah. the first five cover combats end up being the initial Exceller Comics group members, in a, you know, in order, like, you know, Pat wins next time, then Johnny wins the next time, you know, that'll be great. That'd yep. be fun. Yeah. And hey, well, let me, Tyler, here's a tip. Don't submit all Venom and Star Wars books. I'm just kidding. And Moon Knight. Obviously, I... <laughs> Obviously, I love that boy so much, but um, I'm going to dog him here one second. I do feel like whenever it comes down to the wire to make your submissions for cover combat, like he does, like if we tell him, hey, dude, you, you got to have it by this Sunday, he'll submit them Sunday morning at 8 a.m., you know, yeah. and, and that includes his investigation time. That's why I feel like he's submitting what he's submitting because it's yeah. not. Yeah. And also, he's submitting what he knows. I, I get it. I mean, we've yeah, all exactly. Been he's new to this, yeah, for yeah. twenty plus years, and uh, he's he's been around it, but actually invested in it is real recent. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good good way to do it. So, all right. and he's come close, but these last two rounds, he's been very close to the end. So, yeah, that's true. He did make it to the finals. I do think, and I think one thing we may have learned uh, in this uh, cover combat is to definitely mix it up because you never know what's going to happen, you know? So, yeah, I, I I thought about that this time, too. I put a, I put two or three that were really similar, but I kind of regretted just thinking, man, I should have dropped one of that, whatever, you know, that kind of thing, you know? So, yeah. Oh, all right, let's get into some viewing pleasures. Does that sound good? Sure. All right. Okay, this was a fun week uh, for multiple reasons, of course. And I'm going to start with um, some randomness that uh, that I, you know... I'm going to speculate as to how it found me or I found it, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, but you remember this movie, Oxygen, this Netflix movie that I talked about uh, a few, a couple months ago, probably, yeah. where the lady's stuck in the uh, hibernetic chamber or whatever, and, and she gets woken up, and right? Yeah. Which I said this wasn't bad, and it was interesting to me that they could make a good movie that took place and, you know, it was very minimal options so anyway i watched uh, I'm, I'm bringing that up for a reason here because i've watched this show called the arc uh and this is a sci-fi original and this is streaming on peacock which which is where i actually watched it um and the reason i bring up oxygen is because i feel like the lady that was stuck in that chamber on in oxygen was on this ship. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the ship is the Ark, and uh, it's a spaceship 
that has 500, something like that, people in it that are all in, you know, the, the cryogenic sleep mode or whatever in these, you know, pods. And uh, Meteor comes and hits there. Well, actually, I, I, I've only watched the first two episodes of this. I'm assuming it's a meteor. That's what it looked like to me in the moment they showed us. But something hits it and kind of tears off a part of the ship and wrecks it all and, and everything starts going haywire. So then everybody starts, a couple people start getting woke up and then um, they they basically wake up everyone because they have to get them out of this area that's going to explode and they'll all die if they don't wake them all up, Okay. So, like I said, uh, this is, and there's actually some images in Oxygen, the movie, that I'm, I'm, I'm obviously totally joking, but look just like the images from the Ark. So it's, it, it was, it was eerily similar in the way that I'm like, hey, she must be on the Ark. It was so funny, I, you know, by myself. I would be surprised if you can make that connection, if, if maybe the writer is the same or, or you know something like that yeah you might be right yeah because i think they are on the same mission so these people are on they were in the cryogenic sleep because they have like a a five-year flight or something like that to another planet because of course we've we've destroyed the earth we've ruined the earth <laughs> so we have to find a new Oh, Karen's telling us uh, I talked about oxygen in the February 5th episode. Wow, okay. Nice, nice pull. Anyway, so uh, that's that's the, the, the thrust of this show. And it's actually not too bad, except I, it's, definitely a, it's definitely got a made-for-TV look. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said the ending of oxygen was frustrating. Okay, Karen, th- thank you for pointing that out, Karen, because... If, if in fact, this would be like some kind of continuation, well, not, I shouldn't say in fact, obviously I'm just making jokes, but you know, if they, if I'm going to, if you're pretending in my mind that the end of oxygen is actually continued in arc, then I like oxygen too. (laughs) The ending wasn't frustrating. (laughs) So this movie justifies the ending of uh, oxygen. Oxygen, right? Yeah. So this is a TV show though. This isn't a movie. So, and this is the first season. Like I said, this is a sci-fi original. Um, so this is very, definitely looks uh, made-for-TV-ish, but it's 2023 modern made-for-TV-ish, meaning it's still not bad. It's just you kind of can still get that feel from a made-to-TV-ish thing. And uh, this is, the target audience for this is definitely uh, a younger crowd. Like, I think this is completely safe, family-friendly for all ages. So, which, you know, I don't mind those at all. I, you know, have come in my older years to appreciate them more than I ever have. And, uh, you know, this isn't bad. It's just, uh, you know, very formulaic. And uh, like I said, kind of a retread story that we've done so many times. And basically it just focuses on getting to know, like I said, I've watched the first two episodes, just focuses on getting to know the characters in the first couple episodes. and, And they do have... Each episode, the first episode is focused on them being awoke in that nightmare to begin with. And then the second episode, there's actually someone that's killed. So they're kind of in a search for who murdered this guy. Um, so, you know, it's going to have its own little adventure each episode carrying on this story. Um, but this isn't bad. If you're looking for 
something's pretty simple and uh, family friendly. You know, I give it a solid six and a half, seven. You know, it's not a bad show at all. You know. Yeah. You know. You know what I'd like to see? It seems like all these have the same formula. You know, somebody's being accidentally woken up early. I'd like to see somebody accidentally be put in the cryogenic chamber or whatever (laughs) early. The whole crew was accidentally left sleeping. (laughs) You just see this ship floating through space. (laughs) That would be a good, like, you know, all these shows we've talked about that are like, you know, short stories, you know, that'd be a good one shot short story (laughs) for one of those shows. Yeah, it would. (laughs) See, our whole audience right here would definitely love that joke. They want to see that movie. So then I also watched, uh, uh, and this is actually the show that led me to the arc, and it is called Dark. <laughs> arc with a D. It was, it was totally a spelling oh. connection there. Not Dude, this like, is everything. It's Arc with a D. Everything is connected. I mean, it's all telling you right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arc is connected. That. You're arc. right. So, um, <laughs> Dark is a Netflix original, and uh, it's German, so you have the option to watch it subtitled or dubbed. Um, I'm actually more of a subtitle guy uh, in general, I think, but I actually chose to watch this dubbed. I think partially I originally chose to watch it dubbed because it was... It was another one that I just put on in the background while I'm doing other stuff, so I couldn't really focus on it. Um, but then actually, it, it it sucked me in, and I started focusing on it, and the dub isn't actually too distracting in this one. That's why I usually choose subtitles, because dubbing can be distracting, you know, but uh, but this wasn't too distracting. It was actually pretty close, you know, so. But this is a this is another series. This is not a movie. And uh, this this show is a ride. And again, there's nobody in the arc or dark uh, that are really recognizable that I would think to mention their name over anyone else. So I'm not mentioning really anybody. There's no recognizable stars in any of these, to me at least, of course. Um, but basically, the dark kind of reminds me. Dang, comment. Reminds me as I forget something. <laughs> Remember that show that I told you that was super boring that had that thing in the that had that factory in the middle of the town and i told you it was super boring because we'd focus on like 10 minutes of these kids walking up to the factory remember that show you said you watched a couple episodes of that right mike what was that called it was a that was a weird series yeah i don't recall the name of it but yeah it had had the path going up with the kids yeah is there a robot in that or something yes exactly there's a robot too yep so this show is really similar to that in my opinion, um, wish I could remember the name of it. Somebody looked that up. Um, <laughs> because, uh, but it's better. So this has uh, a nuclear power plant. Uh, like I said, it's German. So it takes place in Germany. And there's a nuclear power plant in the, in this is the central focus. And everyone, where everyone works in this town, you know, it's the way this town survives kind of story. And um, this seems to have, this takes place in, when did Chernobyl happen? Early 80s, I think, right? So anyway, whenever Chernobyl happened, this 
this is shortly thereafter. So people are really kind of fearful of nuclear power plants, especially in Germany, because Chernobyl just happened recently, like within the past few years. Okay. And this, this, this is a, a great show in my opinion, because it, it definitely takes the time to, to help you get to know every character. And there's a lot of them in this show. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's not boring along the way to me. Like it, it, this movie has this dark eerie score, first of all, and kind of a dark eerie production value to it, I guess you'd call it. it, it this really, I think it, this reminded me of Donnie Darko too, and its appearance, you know, kind of how, and how eerie it is and stuff, which was interesting with what was going on enough to keep me compelled to watch it further even though all it was doing for the first couple episodes is kind of getting you to know everybody in this town, you know? It's kind of like, you know, if you compare it to The Stand, you know how Stephen King had so many characters in that, it like, yeah. it's, it's hard to drag through because he got to introduce everybody. It's kind of like, kind of like that, um, but interesting, you know? And then uh, this also reminded me, I actually brought up uh, Andor, me and, me and Alad problems with the first couple episodes of Andor, but then Andor part three, episode three paid off. This is the same thing with this too. So this has story arcs in it. And I, I actually wanted to binge this further than I actually did. I was enjoying it so much. I went like eight episodes in and like after like the third or fourth episode, there's a big payoff. You're like, oh my God. And then you're totally hooked. And then now that's where I currently am. I'm like into a completely new... But all of it, obviously, as this poster states, everything is connected. Uh, there's a totally new adventure, but connected to the old one that they just kind of 75% resolved at the end of episode. This is episode three or four. Um, but they give you a big payoff. Like, actually, when this big payoff happened, it, it almost felt like a show conclusion to where then I looked into it after it continued. And this is three seasons with the last season being, I think, 2021. So I didn't look up to see if this is over or not, but this is three seasons. So this is good stuff. If you if you don't mind dubbed um, and uh, you're into some eerie, dark sci-fi, uh, this is definitely not for kids. <laughs> this is definitely an adult movie show. And uh, But this is great. I give this a solid uh, eight, eight and a half. You know, definitely check out uh, Dark on Netflix. Before you go to your next one, I just wanted to share this comic book series called Dark Arc, <laughs> which has nothing to do with either of those movies, <laughs> but it's really good. <laughs> this is basically, it's up there. This is about a second arc that is trailing Noah's arc. And uh, well, I think you've told me about that before. Yeah, that seems really interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Anyway, I'll stop hijacking your segment. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and then for the last thing I watched before we get into our, our two big, uh, what we all watched, um, Patrick, thank you very much. I finally got around to your recommendation, of course, uh, to watch the unbearable, what is it, unbearable burden of massive talent, right? Unbearable weight. Oh, unbearable weight. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. 
So the unbearable weight of massive talent, uh, starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage, and of course, Pedro Pascal, which is he's in everything. Which, <laughs> he's pretty great though. So I think he, for the most part, he's uh, pretty deserving all the, of all the work he's been getting. But I just wanted to bring this up because I, we've talked about it a couple times. And I, so I, I just wanted to let you know, I finally got it around to watching it. I will say I was a little disappointed. And, you know, this might be that reverse effect thing where you were talking it up. So I may have expected more than I got or whatever. Uh, but it wasn't bad. And I definitely, there are a lot of, I should say, three specifically that I, three specific parts that I enjoyed a lot which include the ending, uh, which was fun, which obviously endings are extremely important to me. So overall, definitely, I think this is a good movie. Um, I think my I think my biggest issue with this uh, is it was very predictable. I mean, but it's 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 obviously just a goofy romp, you know, comedy, you know, so it was definitely fun during the ride. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that's if I was gonna give this any negative feedback in general, it was predictable, right? Do you agree with that, Patrick? Yeah, I would. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's like yeah, there's two or three parts in this definitely had me rolling. One of them being that whole segment that was surrounding around that one uh, TikTok video. I should I said I had seen a lot of people splicing into other things, you know. So, uh, Mike, uh, you haven't seen this yet, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, you should check it out. And this is on Stars, And actually, the only way you can watch it for free, and I guess it's not for, for free, is if you subscribe to Stars. Well, actually, I did watch for free. I, I got a six-day trial with Stars, which I plan on canceling after five days. <laughs> uh, but you have to pay for this anywhere else, you know, mm -hmm. so, so I had to kind of track it down that way. But the unbearable weight of massive talent, I give that a solid seven, seven and a half. So. Very good. All right, now let's get into The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 3. I'm going to check out on this one. Are you? Dang it. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't get around to watching it. I'm sorry. Well, can, would you take my uh, advice if I told you you don't have to check out? Yeah. But I am going to spoil the episode, but I'm telling you, you don't have to check out. Okay. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Pat. Yeah, that was sort of like episode one. You know, there was no real big spoilers. You know that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing we could say about this that's really gonna change any effect of the episode itself. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, right? Right. All right, then I'll, I'll stick around. All right, cool. Okay, good. Because I wanted I wanted you to kind of get my uh, as you can see uh, what I gave the title a uh, part of the title of the show today is Mandalorian Payback. Patrick, since you've seen the show, do you have a speculation as to why I call this Mandalorian payback? <sighs> not so, I'm not sure. Why did you call it Mandalorian payback? Because I think in this episode, <clears throat> Mandalorian got a taste of his own medicine from Boba Fett. <laughs> you know, this episode isn't about the Mandalorian. Ah. Would you agree with that, Pat? I mean, I'd say what seventy-five percent of this episode he wasn't even in it. Yeah, but yeah, I you're right. But there was the the Mandalorian parts were 
I would say pretty important. Yeah, yeah, they were significant. Yeah, obviously, I'm, this is kind of a little tongue in cheek for me. Yeah, I gotcha. Maybe a little bit of clickbait, but anyway, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Doctor Pershing, which we saw. Did we see him twice before? We obviously saw him in, in the season one, because he was the one that was kind of the doctor that really wanted Grogu, but he cared about Grogu as well. Um, and then I think he was in a later episode too, maybe in season two. But he uh, he hijacked this episode from the Mando. Uh, Mando's in this what the first the, the first ten minutes and like the last ten minutes, right, Pat? Yeah. And then the, so the bulk of the show is focused on Doctor Pershing. Do you remember him, Mike? The name doesn't sound familiar. I'm sure if I saw his face, I would. Yeah, he's the yeah. So this folk and I thought I thought it was cool though. Um, Pat, you, you don't care if I go first this week, do you? No, it's your segment, Kevin. Go ahead. <laughs> I know, but I always like to, if we all watch it, let you guys go first. But anyway, so yeah, this one was focused on Dr. Pershing. And man, we got to see, correct, and again, correct me if I'm wrong on this too, Pat. Is this the first time we got to see Coruscant since episode three? I believe that's true, isn't it? Uh, not counting animation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because maybe there was some little bit in the animation. But yeah, live action, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty exciting. I like that. And, you know, me uh, me and Jesse really liked, uh, you know, how he sat down and, you know, you kind of want to do your studying of Coruscant and stuff like that. And he, he was listening to the documentary or whatever he was watching on his tablet about Coruscant. It started to give some facts about Coruscant. We were like, oh, that's cool. And then he, it ended. <laughs> so... <laughs> We were like, oh, man, go back. Keep playing that, dude. We want to hear more of that. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a fun moment. Me and Jesse were thinking that at the same time. Oh, we got to see Coruscant and Andor? Uh, Mike from New York is uh, correcting me and saying we got to see it in Andor. Man, I don't remember that either. Was he, uh, was, you know, where was he in Andor? Or where was Coruscant and Andor? <clears throat> Thank you for uh, correcting me there, though, Mike. Uh, obviously, I just forgot, Ben, if that's the case. But um, but anyway, you got a lot of uh, Dr. Pershing on Coruscant. And uh, this is probably a reminder for you too, Mike, that, um, you know, he worked for the Empire. So, so the New Republic has a program that basically, it's like uh, M- people that were in the Empire rehabilitation kind of program. And... Uh, I thought that was also very interesting too. Again, another oh, every scene with Mon Mothma. Oh, okay, maybe I just wasn't aware. Yeah, I'm kind of. I kind of took your question wrong, Kevin. I'm thinking more of like post Empire falling, Coruscant. You know, that that's what's kind of new about this. I think. Okay, okay. All right, so moving on from that statement, I obviously was completely wrong, man. So, but anyway, um, I thought it was cool because another question that got answered that I never asked, that I didn't even know I wanted to know, (laughs) was, you know, what happened to all the people that were in the Empire, you know, post-Empire, you know? Did they all just round them up and, (laughs) you know, slaughter them or are they all imprisoned or... 
you know, what's their story? And uh, I like this story, you know, that uh, they have this, uh, you know, rehab for <clears throat> ass Imperials. I thought that was pretty cool. Right, Pat? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think, I think it goes to show more evidence that the New Republic's good. You know, obviously there's a lot of uh, New Republic criticisms, mostly from bad guys, but nevertheless, sometimes it makes you scratch your head or chin about, mm, is that accurate? You know, you got to kind of question these philosophies or whatever, but I think that's more evidence towards how New Republic is good, the good guys. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. And uh, you think uh, the, what happened with the Mando in the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes is spoiler for Mike to where he should check out for that or what? I mean, it's really not... Yeah, it's all right. Whatever it'll be, I'll be fine. The way it is with with this show, I'm gonna like it regardless. Yeah. So basically, he, you know, at the beginning we get him going back to the his, you know, the tribe of Mandalorians to prove to them that he has indeed washed himself in the waters and he is now a mandalorian again that's basically what happens at the beginning um and what happened at the end well where did they leave us that was the end the beginning was more of them coming out of the mines oh that's right yeah that's right okay yeah, yeah you're right and you and you commented about the, the the battle on the previous episode was really good this episode i thought was awesome i actually was getting chills you know because i think Partially because we're actually seeing Tie fighters and things like that. And yeah, yeah, that I, I was, very was really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only the only frustrating part for me, and maybe you could answer, make sense of this for me, so it's not frustrating for me, Pat. Why didn't she want to tell everybody about the mythosaur? Is she questioning that she even saw it or not, or what? Well, I think she's having a you know a crisis of faith, and she's like thinking maybe I should reconsider my beliefs. Maybe all this isn't you know bunk you know yeah uh you know and she doesn't take her helmet off and so she kind of kept it to herself so yeah. she doesn't she doesn't let that everyone else know to give them evidence that what they believe is actual facts which then would in turn affect her even more because she wouldn't be able to argue them down or something like that maybe yeah yeah, yeah it, it always kind of drives me nuts in shows where if the people would just talk to each other, you know, and, and let, let everybody know what's going on, a lot of problems could be solved, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Exactly. But I thought that was uh, pretty interesting, too. They kind of uh, talked for a second about our speculation from the previous show as to why the Mando fell into the waters. And yeah. what, they, what they said kind of gave both of us a little bit of an argument as to being right or whatever because he's like i had no idea it was so deep you know which kind of goes with me saying he just kind of was unexpected and he kind of fell right yeah but if you noticed i watched because i don't know if it's because i watched it again i watched episode two again okay uh, and i and maybe just from the flashbacks there that there was a long set of stairs to get down you could see it in the background so he took about four steps and he was down you know uh, but you could see that the stairs continued. It was, you know, there was at least a dozen, two dozen stairs to go down. So he. Oh, you know, okay. what you're saying is since there was so many stairs, he obviously didn't just fall. Something would have had to pull him down. Yeah. 
So then we'll 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 go in with with Mike's argument that the waters, the living waters, actually had a cause in it. That makes yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. Uh, Mike says uh, she could be waiting to see how she can use that knowledge to her advantage. That's a good point, Mike. Yeah, that's uh, kind of feeling out how this is all going to work out. Um, I was I was uh, thinking exactly what Pat said too that she was doubting herself. That's the only part that kind of made sense, but. But yeah, thinking how she could use it strategically, that's true too. Just because she sat there just looking out into the waters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing I was thinking about and I hope we see. Man, this is prime uh foundation here for if the if she reveals the mythosaur exists and convinces all these people that the mythosaur exists still, which obviously they wouldn't have as hard a time of believing it as others. Uh, and I say people, but I mean Mandos specifically. And they go to her planet. That'd be great if they just the whole move the whole tribe to and where she is basically the ruler, you know. And then, like you said, they, she finds a way to get the dark saber back. That would be an easy uh, thing, right? Yeah, and they, you know, obviously left. You can see that Paz Vizsla. He's he doesn't. He's still untrusting. He has either ulterior yeah. motives up his sleeve or. He's just wary of Bo-Katan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say about that episode, Scott? Uh, I I thought the whole Dr. Pershing thing was interesting. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, which way they're going with that. Are they, uh, are you to believe that uh, Kane, Officer Kane, the, pre, the female Imperial, former Imperial officer, is she undercover, still working for somebody? Or is she truly try think she's doing something good for the the new rebel alliance um yeah i totally think she's still undercover yeah yeah i think she's up to no good you know if they're if they're playing it like she's actually good and and uh you know she's just kind of an odd the way of doing it or showing it i guess i don't know you know but it was kind of weird too because i don't he wasn't getting anything specific related to his previous that wasn't obviously the 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 star destroyer that he was stationed on with moff gideon i don't think yeah or I don't wherever think he was so yeah. i don't think he was getting anything specific to his research and it, it that that was a part that kind of didn't really connect with me because what it what was she really stopping why why did she go to the the links of getting him on and getting caught at the star destroyer well the the whole Oh, oh, as opposed to what? Calling him out prior to <laughs> she's a triple agent. Um, you're asking why did she take it so far? Like why did yeah. she, once he once he said okay, let's do it, and they left the zone they were limited to. Why didn't she stop it there as opposed to letting the whole thing play out? Yeah, yeah. Maybe she because she grabbed that thing right away. Maybe she wanted something out of there. Maybe that's yeah. It. That was weird too because I don't think they let just they wouldn't let. The, the new the new alliance wouldn't let her walk away with that being a former former imperial that's true know, yeah. they would have, i would have thought they would even if she was working and they knew ahead of time that she was going to turn dr pershing in they would have immediately taken that case from her as well you know I, I yeah know. you think yeah i don't know but it's interesting you know because because of the whole clone implications you know they still you know if you take into consideration eight seven eight and nine are they trying to get more clone information 
or are they trying to make sure nobody else can do it? It's. I'm glad you brought that up because I uh, I actually mentioned that to Jesse at the end of the episode, just speculating stuff as well. Which if if this, all right, Mike's chiming in. He has knowledge that needs to be silenced about what Moff Gideon the Empire up to. Okay, uh, okay. So she's pretending to be a bad guy that's with the good guys now to catch bad guys just so the good guys don't get the information that they'd want that the bad guys had. (laughs) Essentially, that's what he just said, right, Pat? (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, my speculation, and this was exciting for me, just to, to, to think about this possibly being this to come to fruition is the fact that, uh, yeah, we have a lot of clone dealings in, uh, especially episode nine. So if this kind of leads us there, that would be cool. Let me ask you this question, though, because I, I couldn't remember this myself either, if it was answered. Did they give us the impression in episode nine that the, oh, spoiler alert, if the em- that the Emperor was a clone, like... They had clones when he died in Return of the Jedi, or did they find some DNA and clone him later? Did they ever explain that in Episode Nine? Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, I don't remember either. So that's what I was thinking. I was thinking if they play it out to where they were able to just get DNA from a destroyed Death Star, you know, because obviously that DNA would be wherever the Emperor landed when Darth Vader threw him over the edge, right? So if they play it that they got that DNA from the Emperor and cloned him later for him to appear in Episode 9, that would be cool. That would be pretty cool. It wouldn't make Episode 9 good, but it would definitely make how we got there better. <laughs> him specifically. I don't understand what that's referencing, Mike. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I took you meant to begin with, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Um, Pat, what do you think? What do you think of that crazy speculation? <laughs> that yeah, cool? I can't remember. I, I, you know, I, I did they make the mention that they've? I, I'm sure they would have had, especially if they're talking about it. You know, here, I, I don't know. You would think they would have had. Yeah. So Mike is saying now that Snoke was a clone and it's implied that is how the Emperor returned. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, well, obviously we knew the Emperor was a clone, but the question is, was he a clone right after Return of the Jedi? Was he was he already a clone when he died in Return of the Jedi and that's who we see in Episode 9? Or was he cloned later is the question. But anyway, we'll, 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 you know, hope, hopefully it just continues to keep explaining. That's the other thing that I, my, my comment about this uh, episode is that, man, I like them going off of these separate stories with Dr. Pershing. That gives me hope that just, just, you know what they need to have? They just need to have a show called Star Wars. Okay. And every episode could be something different. We could be Mando one episode, Boba Fett another episode, Dr. Pershing story and clone story stuff on another episode you know what i mean it doesn't have to focus following one character which i don't have a problem with but i'm just saying with what happened with boba fett with mandalorian being on it and now dr pershing having so much of an effect in mandalorian episode and obviously it's all connected 
which that makes sense. But why not just have a show called Star Wars, and you know, you can have you can cover anything you want on any given episode. You can even do kind of traditional George Lucas Star Wars storytelling, where three things are kind of happening happening simultaneously at once, and they all kind of come together at the end. You know, so. I think wasn't that sort of the plan before way before Disney took over? They were gonna they had that Star Wars show that was being developed and it just got canceled. And it was Yeah, you know, I think I do vaguely remember that. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know what the plan of it was, but I, I remember they had a Star Wars show. They were talking about a Star Wars live action show, but I didn't know the details. So yeah. Anyway, uh Mike, do you have anything to say about anything we just said? No, I was lost. <laughs> Finally, yeah, you're gonna finish that show. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. But Emily started rewatching it, so I'm yeah. just gonna wait until she gets to that final episode. I'll just jump in and catch it, and I'll be done. Gotcha. But uh, I, I posted the Cover Combat Three final matchup while you're okay. talking. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> Multitask. All, right. All right, from unbearable with Pedro to Mando with Pedro, and finally. We are at the last of us, no pun intended, with Pedro. <laughs> All right, Mike, since, uh, you know, me and uh, Pat been talking the most, uh, what say you about the final episode of, well, first of all, should I put up a spoiler alert here? I guess. I guess, but I think everybody that was watching this was, you know, just greatly anticipating it. So everybody kind of watched it. Yeah, you but just put it up anyway. I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to put it up, though. Uh, so if you're watching us, uh, just silence us until the spoiler alert come down comes down. And then uh, if you're listening, yeah, I'd give us at least 15. So here we go. Mike, what say you? <laughs> well, after the conversation you guys just had, it was really in-depth and all over the place. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. <laughs> Once, I mean, also, I watched it a week ago, which is my biggest complaint with when you know, we watched this and then we reviewed a week later. So I forget a lot. That's uh, what I was actually going to say about your comment about anybody uh, wanting to see yeah. this and anticipating it. I didn't get to watch it until yesterday. Oh. And I wanted to watch it all week, but I didn't even get it watched until yesterday. Wow. Because uh, I, I watched this with Lexi. So I had to kind of wait for her schedule to pan out. Pan out. Yeah. yeah. So there's quite a bit. I mean, I thought I, I liked the way uh, I liked the episode. I liked the way it ended. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think as we talk about it, I'll remember stuff. I don't remember. Okay, all right. Cool. I remember. I remember the giraffes, and then I remember <laughs> how how ruthless Joel was at the end. All right, but, sorry, to, sorry to put uh, you on the spot there. Yeah, that's right. But I was cheering for him at the end. I, I, yeah, I, I liked his actions. Pat, what say you? It's it's an all it's an episode that really comes down to a you know a big moral quandary. Do you save one person or every, every person potentially? Yeah, that was it was this was rough. This was a rough episode, and I this this might be my favorite episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think with. Uh... Yeah, that's the quandary, and that's where I was. I was putting myself in their position, and yeah. you know, it's like, you know, would would I sacrifice? It's not. I mean, she's not Joel's uh, kid, but he's in that role. He's playing. You know, that's the new role that he has is protecting her. You know, 
you know, I would, I would hope that there's another way to find a cure. And I, I would not sacrifice my kids for that. Well, I, th- I you know, definitely if, if you're a parent, right. It seems like an easy, you know, answer to the question. Mm-hmm. But it does it make you a selfish person or not that's the i mean that's this right. this is a great episode because it makes you question everything but then it comes right down to just the the basic role of a parent is to protect your kids at all costs and i'm like no i'm not going to do it I, I i know in myself i wouldn't be able to do it so i'll just freely admit it sorry right. to everybody. <laughs> so first of all i want to uh talk to anybody uh well, I guess I'm, I might be talking to people that haven't seen this episode and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> so let's talk about that first. Pretty so hard. they finally reach their destination, the hospital that, um, they've, or Joel's been trying to get Ellie to during the entire series to help use her at this up to this point inexplicable immunity to the infecting the infections or the fungus and stuff and and they get there uh but what happens immediately they are attacked and kidnapped whatever for lack of a better way to describe it he wakes up in a hospital ellie's not with him uh, we then learn that ellie is getting ready to go on undergo an operation that uh he is told will basically be so invasive did you take it that it would kill her or it would just basically make her a vegetable or what which way did you take that because they didn't they said that what they were going to do and obviously we could make our own assumptions which death being one of them but did you guys both take it as it would kill her it would just kill her and she'd be done with yeah yeah lobotomies are done and they don't kill people so you know but yeah but i don't think it was a lobotomy type of thing i think they were it was very invasive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're going into the brain and stuff. So I, yeah, I figured she wasn't going to make it. Yeah. So they tell us that they're going to take all of that out of her brain, and then uh, make it. What do they do? You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where they, you know, are able to make a lot of uh, vaccines with right. it. Right. Yeah. But that's also assuming that that worked. Right. Yeah. Obviously that, that, that adds into the question as well. Yeah. This is, you know, okay. So anyway, let me finish this real quick. And then of course, Joel goes on a rampage because all he cares about is Ellie. He doesn't care about saving the human race at this point, uh, at least in this way, of course. And he just starts killing everybody. (laughs) To, to save Ellie and and eventually he does and then uh, Ellie questions him because she wakes up that she was she was uh, under anesthetic yeah they were getting ready to they to were getting ready to cut her open yeah so then when she wakes up she's in the back of their car driving down the road again she asks what happens he lies to her and says that they were attacked by raiders and no one made it except them two essentially. And, uh, she, you could tell she's questioning whether that's the truth or not right away. Then to end the episode, she point blank asks him to swear to her that that's the truth. And he swears that that's the truth. Yeah. 
fade to black. End of series. Or end of season. You know, so. Yeah. All right, yeah. Here's here's what I had to say. I think Patrick mentioned something that's very important to this that I feel like what you commented on was being glossed over, Mike, is this is not her kid. This is not his kid. Okay. Right. This, like you said, it's a no brainer. If it's your kid, I, which I 100% agree, but this is not his kid. This is a girl that he's obviously gotten to be so fond of that. It's like his own daughter. Mm -hmm. And obviously the, you know, the attachment with him losing his own daughter and then essentially replacing for lack of a better way to describe it ellie you know you replacing her with ellie and in in his mind and his you know way he lives now or whatever but but yeah this isn't his kid and here's the other factors too okay he's killing a bunch of good guys okay so whether the scientist is a mad scientist and this is experimental and might not work and it's going to kill ellie whatever all that aside all the fireflies are there are literally just trying to save the human race. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So the good guys, that, right? Yeah, that's what well that's I mean you would think that. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think that. I'm asking that. I'm asking you they're good guys. They're supposed I, to believe they're good guys, yeah. No, if the okay, I, I like how you're saying that, so I can corny like this. Yeah. If you're saying we're supposed to believe they're, this is for you too, Pat. Of course, whatever you have to say about this. If you're saying we're supposed to believe they're good guys, what evidence or any speculation do you have at all that these are bad guys? Because they're forcing a girl to sacrifice herself for maybe something she doesn't believe in. There, she's not getting the full choice to sacrifice herself. They're, okay. they're so basically they're saying okay. Her life is worth saving everybody, in our opinion, in this way that's not 100% guaranteed. And I think that's well, where the doctor's saying he can do it. So that's that's the way I took it. You're right. That, that could be mm -hmm. a question. If the doctors got doubt and then they have doubt, but I feel like they're the, they're the unquestionable good guys, in my opinion, because the doctor has told them <clears throat> this is what he can do. And they're mm -hmm. trying to meet that objective. Right. Right. At, which at would the make them, which Ellie. would make the doctor questionably good or bad, because whether he's a mad scientist or a genius, who knows? But who knows? But the fireflies, I think it's it's almost inarguable that they're good guys. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think their viewpoint is, but I think the the, the where they cross the line is, and you know that, that's the thing. It's like okay it calls into question what you know what is, is, is one human yeah, being is, or the human race one i mean because obviously killing anyone is bad is killing one person worth possibly saving everybody here you know and that's if somebody wants to sacrifice themselves or whatever and pay that ultimate price that's their choice and i think that's where joel's coming in it's like ellie didn't choose to do this everybody's choosing it for her which brings me to my final point and which is joel's the bad guy because he not only murdered a bunch of people that were arguably good okay but he also 
doubled down and lied to Ellie. You know, if he would have told the truth, I'd have been pro Joel because every point you just made is fair. Right. But then he Maybe. lied to Ellie about it too. And that is totally and, selfish. And, he's and worried. I agree with that. Yeah. He's worried that if he tells Ellie the truth, that then he loses her. This is, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. This whole, all these actions haven't been about all the point. And this is my opinion. First. I'm getting, I'm getting a little passionate here. Yeah, all like, these, all these actions here, <laughs> all these actions are. <laughs> watch the microphone. <laughs> uh, all these actions here are you have good arguable points Mike but when it comes down to it since he lied to Ellie in my opinion it was all for selfishness yeah it's, it's a selfish, selfish, selfish decision yeah, yeah it's all yeah. to make himself feel good and I and earlier when we started I said it was a selfish well my, my viewpoint was very selfish um, and I think it, it kind of what you were saying there made me uh, just just realize, I th yeah, maybe he lied to her because he was afraid that if it was her choice, she would have chosen to sacrifice herself and he exactly. didn't want her to do that. So, yeah. And it so sounds maybe, like if she would have chosen, she would have chosen to sacrifice herself, right? Yeah, I, I guess looking back on the way she... Uh, yeah, the way she went about things, she probably would have. Do you agree with that, Pat? Do you think if Ellie would have had a choice, she would have let it happen? That's the way I'm leaning now. Yeah. Yeah, man, we kind of glossed over. There's a whole uh, extra sequence uh, at the beginning of this episode that was pretty crazy. Uh, it reminds me of the, what was that movie? The Hills Have Eyes. Do you remember that? Or no, it was the Hills Have Eyes where the the remake of the Hills Have Eyes, where the first ten minutes was a brutal uh, baby being a brutal baby being born scene. Do you remember that? Guys? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's holy cow. Yeah, I completely forgot about the beginning where we actually are introduced to uh, Ellie's mother and we yeah. see her being born and stuff. And here's yeah, uh, we, yeah, the very uh, beginning. And it's Ellie. Ellie's mother is the lady that voices Ellie in the video game. So that was cool too. Yeah. yeah. And man, you know what else I thought was crazy? Didn't she look just like her? I mean, as, yeah. as, as what you'd look, imagine Ellie would grow into as a woman, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, the actress looks just I can't remember their names. I'm terrible with their names. Yeah, yeah, the actress playing Ellie's mother actually looks like she could actually be the actress that's playing Ellie's mother <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy again when I watched the little docu short behind the scenes whatever after the episode. I was totally thinking, man, they casted a perfect lookalike for her. So then at the end of the episode, when they said she was the lady that voiced the Ellie in the video game, I was thinking, wow, that's just a crazy coincidence then, <laughs> you know, yeah. unless they cast Ellie based on, you know, like knowing they were going to do this in the future or something like mm -hmm. that. You know? but, but yeah, they, I couldn't believe how much they look. I, me and me and Jess were, or me and uh, Lexi were actually questioning for a second whether it was like CGI, like they did some CGI to her face to make her look like oh. Ellie. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. so, in my opinion, spot on, you know? So, yeah. Don't care. But that was a crazy. So, yeah, we got introduced to Ellie's mom and <clears throat> the titular character or whatever in the end, the leader of the Fireflies that ended up being Ellie's mother's best friend. Mm -hmm. That 
was the one that actually killed Ellie's mother because during child, I guess, I guess we learned how Ellie's got this immunity too, right? She's killed or she's born during an infected attack that bites her mother. And, I, and, and this is just my total speculation here that we're supposed to speculate that a little bit got through, you know, the, right. uh, to her right before she cut the umbilical cord, a little bit of the infection got through because there's a big thing where the mother's like telling the, the leader of the fireflies, whatever her name is. Oh, I cut it before I was, I think she actually said I cut it before I was bit or before something. I was bit, yeah. That's true. She yeah. obviously was bit and then she cut it, but you know, um, yeah. But I guess that's how she became immune because she got, I guess, such a minimal dose and, and right at birth. So she was able to, you know, her, her white blood cells or whatever were able to stop it from changing her, but were still existent or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. uh, medically. You know, I've only taken a couple semesters of medical right. science. <laughs> but that's um, where, you know, obviously Ellie's blood didn't cure the little boy a few episodes earlier. So, you know, but this doctor, and that's why I question how uh, sure this doctor was that getting into her brain would would create a cure. Um, and how, how does he know? It's not like he ran across three or four other, like kind of Joel told her. Yeah, he is experimenting with human said, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just wasn't, you know, wasn't 100% sold on it actually being a cure and work testing on her yeah yeah i totally yeah i totally agree with all that like i said the end factor for me well it's like pat said earlier you know, I mean there's so many things that could be solved if if characters would just talk to each other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if rather than joel losing his mind right away you know maybe it was a suggestion you know hey are you sure you know can we can we hold off you know yeah, what's the rush? What's the yeah. hurry? <laughs> yeah, Ellie is a human being. Can we ask her what she wants to do? You know, like all of these questions we're speculating on should have been a conversation, yeah. you know? And then if no one can come to an agreement, then break out the guns to, to solve the argument, you know, <laughs> to, to see what's going to happen. But uh... yeah. And also, I'm, I'm going to uh, justify Joel's actions a little bit more with this. Okay. The previous episode when... Um, he referred to her as baby girl. Is that what it was? Yeah. That, which is what, how he referred to his daughter at that point. I think he started seeing her, you know, obviously we all agreed seeing her more in, in that role. So in this last episode, I think he was saving the, his daughter the way he wasn't able to in, in the first episode. So, yeah. I, I think Joel had no rational thought on saving the rest of the world. It was all about, he was hyper-focused on saving her. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But I was cheering Joel on right or wrong. And everybody's, I was, I was questioning it the entire way. I was like, I'm like, Oh, oh I'm like this. I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening right now? <laughs> you know, like questioning everything we just talked about the entire time it was happening. <laughs> And they did it in slow mo for us, for us yeah. to make it even go even longer. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, especially when she came out, the, the Firefly leader came out, and then oh man, it was yeah, 
And then the very end, of course, whenever she asked, like, I feel like, I mean, obviously it would have been a super cliffhanger and, and hard on the, the viewing audience, but man, imagine Ellie asks him, do you swear? And we don't see his answer. Yeah. <laughs> it just cuts right there because when she asked him to swear and he swore, that's, that was when I was like, oh, man, no, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed, brother. You know? <laughs> so anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put up the regular now. I just realized what time it was. Um, so, spoiler alert is down. Yeah, I got it. So, so, yeah, I know you got to go. So, no no more spoilers. But, um, like I said already, uh, I think it's probably my favorite episode um, for, the, for the emotional and action reasons. Love this episode. I'm, look, I'm actually looking forward to seeing how they deal with season two now. Pat, what say you? Yeah, I, I'm still on board. Yeah, I enjoyed it as a whole. And uh, I guess we'll wait to see how long it takes to get to season two. I don't know when yeah. that's set to the premiere. Yeah, I've heard it's actually a fact that it's going to happen, though, at this point, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Mike, what's your final verdict then without the spoiler alert up? Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked how it ended. I'm looking forward to season two. There's going to be a lot of changes, from what I understand, you know, because it's following the the second game which people weren't fans of um i think fans of the game were were disappointed in the second one so they yeah. may kind of uh, change a lot more in the second season than they did in this one to try to appease those, you know address those complaints maybe yeah we'll i'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to it okay cool so everybody check it out it's a roller coaster that's for sure especially in my opinion so yeah all right, let's get into what we read real quick. So Mike can do a review in seven minutes before you got to go, Mike. Does that sound good? Yeah, mine's a yeah, it's a quick one. All right, cool. Here we go. Actually, I just realized as I'm doing that, Mike, do you want to do your pick? Because you only have time for one. You want to do pick three or uh, your review? I'll do the review. You guys can do the pick three. It's just they're in order from three to one underneath the pick three picture there. All right, cool. We'll do our best. Okay, what do you got for review? <laughs> okay, uh, let me find it here. I read Blue Book. This is the, this is the uh, final order cutoff variant with no trade dress because i can't i couldn't find my trade dress one <laughs> it's around the house somewhere here what's it called blue book huh, blue is, book this, yeah it's by james tinian the fourth um and michael avon oming is the artist uh this cover was done by jill thompson i'm a real big fan of hers so uh i, I love this cover um is this number one this is number one i think there's going to be eight issues and these are this is nonfiction. Um, well, I guess nonfiction. <laughs> these are based on uh, supposed actual events. Uh, this one starts. It's it starts in 1961, and it is uh, concerning Betty and Barney Hill and their abduction uh, by aliens. Um. He's a uh, post office employee. Are these Benny Hill's parents? No, the, okay. the these are Americans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're not Benny Hill's parents. Uh, 
<laughs> Mini Betty Barney. I get it. Um, thank you thank you so she was, was a social funny worker studio audience that was hilarious yeah. by the way i was just gonna say karen needs a raise <laughs> all right um she's a social worker in child welfare he's a post office employee and they also had a lot uh they worked for the NAACP. um this starts with them being on their way home to New Hampshire from vacation in Montreal and on the way they're they're driving in the middle of the night on the way they see something on the horizon and uh Betty keeps looking at it with binoculars and stuff saying that it's you know it, it's not a satellite it's not a plane it's something else um they pull over and it seems to start following them so then they take off again and there's not a whole lot that's pretty much all we get in this first issue um, I, you know, there's a backup story that was written by James Tinian and it was actually drawn. The artwork is by, uh, Klaus Jansen. I didn't get to read that one, but it's also another, uh, based on actual events, like kind of weird, uh, events, but yeah. ongoing from one through eight is going to, we're going to be following, um, Betty yeah. and Barney Hill's story. Uh, now I've never heard of these, uh, these people or this event, but I guess it's one of the most famous uh, sighting abduction stories. In 1966, there was a book. Oh, I've got I've got pictures. I've got pictures. <laughs> so this is some of the interior artwork here. Um, it's all blue, black, and white. I think it's fantastic. I love books mm. like this. I love the art style, the real, the stark lines. Um, when did this come out? Oh. Uh, Number one came out February 22nd. Okay. And this was the Tinian first published this on his Substack uh, site. Uh, you had to subscribe to that and uh, he individually replaced these. Uh, this is uh, a picture of Betty and Barney. Huh. And there's another one with their dog. Their dog is actually in the issue. <laughs> so. There's a book written called The Interrupted Journey, 1966. And then, <laughs> no surprise, there's actually a TV show about it called The UFO Incident. What? And James Earl Jones is in it. Wow. <laughs> this is from 1975. And I was even surprised to see this. There's oh, a man. landmark where it took place. <laughs> so That is um, pretty cool. Yeah. So I did a little read. You know, this first issue... You don't get much. You just get that first uh, the initial encounter, uh, the first few minutes of it. But from what I gathered, they lost two hours of time and said that they were abducted. I imagine the issues two through eight are going to uh, address that more. Um, so I would right now, I have no opinion on whether this is a get it or forget it. Okay. <laughs> um, because we don't get a whole lot in that first issue. It's James Tinney and he's a really good writer. So that kind of leads me to have faith that it'll it'll pan out and be good. Um, but also this is, you know, this is nonfiction. So where he, he has certain rules he has to follow in telling the story. He can't get too crazy. So um, no opinion right now. I'll let you know more on issue two. Okay. Well, can we expect that next show? Or no? When's it coming out? It, it comes out, I think, I, I usually write this stuff down. You're, you're with all the questions I don't answer, have answers for. Uh, I think it might be coming out next week. Um, 
but I won't be getting it for a few more weeks. Okay. Oh, because you get it with DCBS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It'll be a bit. All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. I want to hear more about that. That's crazy. I'm going to look into that a little bit. That's Blue Book, right? Blue Book. Number one. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go look for that James Earl Jones uh, TV show. Or TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. No, that's no, right. I think it was a made for made for TV movie. Oh yeah, I remember when they used to do that, make a made for TV yep. movie and it would be like a couple movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so I guess you got to get out of here. I got to roll. I will be uh listening to the rest of the show and uh Thank you. I love this audience. And that was a good review to end up uh, before you got to go and and thank you again for so much you did with Cover Combat 3 and we will do our best regarding the pick 3. That'll still happen. So Yeah. I'm sure you do well. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Yep. Thanks. See everyone later. All right. See ya. See ya. Oh, hey, Val. <laughs> you guys, he was there the whole time. He wasn't here the whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't watch the newest Mandalorian, so he wasn't gonna stick around for that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, what was? Did he want to have input on? What do you want to have input on? Well, that's why he's, he's gonna do. He's gonna do the get it or forget it this week for me. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was going to be my next question. Do we want to finish Get It or Forget It? Because Mike already started. Do you want to go to pick three now and come back to this? Yeah, let's finish up Get It or Forget It, I think. All right, cool. Okay. What do you guys got? Oh, we're going to go? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. Let's <laughs> swap seats. Okay. One second. <laughs> All right. Maybe I shouldn't have put it up so quick. You did say one second. I should have uh, thought about that. So uh, you're fine. We're, we're looking forward to a uh, review uh, by special guest host Valor, Patrick's son. So this week I read Sweet Tooth. Uh, okay. Nice. Oh, Dad, you added two and three. We'll just go with it. Do the other one. Okay. I thought that was number one. I must have grabbed the wrong one. So, I read Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire. Um, when did this come out? This came out uh, 2009 to, I would say, about 2013, 2012, because first 12 issues ran from 2009 to 2010, and uh, 13 to 25 ran 2000. 10 to 2011 so and was there anything in particular that brought this to your attention as since it's been a while or what uh i was reading sx county a few weeks ago and okay i just wanted to continue reading jeff lemire i like his artwork and gotcha so (laughs) so the story is about gus who is a deer slash human hybrid. Um, so he lives with his dad in the woods and he tells him not to go outside because there's bad things out there. There's bad people. And so his dad dies from what the story calls the sick. And it's basically, it says it happened eight years before the story takes place. And it's like this huge plague that all of these 
babies that were being born were animal children. And so he meets Jeopard, which is who's a hockey player, and they go to the preserve, which is not actually a great place because Gus later gets captured and um, yeah, he gets captured and studied and so Jeopard breaks him out and they so Gus, when he was there, met other hybrids and they, Who's the character on the cover of this book that we're looking that at? That right is now? that is Jeopard. And then okay. in the background, that is Gus and two of the other hybrids. Okay. So they they go on this huge adventure and they have this guy that they have to watch out for. He like he's trying to cure the sick, basically, but he wants to like experiment on them and like find out what's making the sick. So that's the story about Sweet Tooth. Okay. And then there's there's a show on Netflix. Um, it came out in 2021. <clears throat> and they're they're running a next season, uh, April 27th. And really? Okay, that's good information yeah. though, too. Did you watch the show in its completion already? We yes, we have. <clears throat> and uh how does this book track with the show? It's the show definitely isn't as it's the show has a lighter tone to it than the comics. Okay. And one of the minor differences is like I said in the comics, Jeopard is a Jeopard used to be a hockey player. But in the show he's he used to be a like a famous football player. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But just little then, changes like that as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So this is the second deluxe edition, but the, yeah. So this is the third one. That's the cover for it. But, so the first one came out, I think, I think it said 2016 was when it, when the uh, collection came out. Okay. But, like the single issues were 2009 to 2010. Gotcha. Okay. Jeff Lemire did the story and artwork and Jose Villarubia, if I'm saying that right, was, he did an introduction for the second deluxe edition and then he did all of the art for, yeah, sorry, the coloring for the, um, all of the issues other than in the third one, there is like a, a short like side story to it. I don't think he colored that one. Okay. Yep. I'd say get it. <laughs> would, would you say uh, it's uh, close to a must have? Is it that good or just to get it? I would say it's close to a must have. Yeah. 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 The TV show seemed very... Um, interesting to me i liked it a lot and uh what what is what's the sweet tooth reference why is it called sweet tooth so his jepper gave him the name sweet tooth because when he first found him he got lured by hunters with chocolate ah 
And then, so Gus has a sweet tooth. Yeah. So he gave him the nickname Sweet Tooth. Got yeah. It. Gotcha. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that art is cool too. I, I definitely agree with that as well. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a big as big a fan of. I'm not as big a fan of Jeff Lemire's uh, mic or anything. Patrick, where are you on Jeff Lemire too? You a big Jeff Lemire fan too? Yeah, I think we're both. You know, me and Mike are both big fans of his. Yeah. Um, his his artwork is you know an acquired taste. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I I I like his artwork because it does it. I feel like it, it does better because the stories are meant to be like sad. Uh. Like especially in Essex County, they had like the black and white artwork. There wasn't any color to it. I think that made it even better there. So the art kind of fits the story. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I agree. Gotcha. Well, awesome. So you're going to continue reading Sweet Tooth and yep. uh, give us uh, later reports later as well? Yep. He's got one more deluxe volume to read and then, he's currently he's already about halfway through it i think and then isn't there a second yeah there there, there was a recent black label series from dc it's uh sweet tooth the return that takes place i think 20 years after the original series um no. even i i have that but i i still haven't gotten around to reading that myself um but yeah yeah i didn't even know that existed either okay well, it's funny that you read a trade because that's uh, what I did too. So <clears throat> I got, and I've got it right here in front of me. So I'll just show this to start. Monstrous, volume one. And I got volume two as well because uh, for a couple reasons. One, Mike has been getting monstrous from the beginning. And then uh, I actually found a copy, copy of Monstrous number one in a dollar bin <clears throat> which is here and then i uh I get, so a combination of mike how much he loved it. And, and this art is ridiculous was this in cover combat three this cover or was this in cover combat two i think uh, this was in two right? two yeah so okay so all these combinations with the ridiculous art it is because i actually submitted Monstrous, I think number five, the cover for number five for Cover Combat 2. Someone else submitted Monstrous number one for Cover Combat 2. So the art is ridiculous in my opinion. And um, again, with Mike buying it every week for so long and me witnessing it and then finding uh, number one, I was like, man, I got to start grabbing this, which I did. And then, of course, I, I live with the regret of not getting it earlier so then, of course, when I saw it in DCBS that they had the trades, I ordered, I think I ordered the first four. I think, and I think that might be, I think there's actually maybe six out or something. Uh, but because I didn't get them all. I think I got uh, one and two, which I just got volume one, volume two of the trades, which I just got uh, in my last DCBS shipment. I've got three and four coming in the next one. So then I started reading uh, volume one and uh, a couple things before I get into the story of it. So this is uh, the writer's Marjorie Lou, or is that how you say your name, Pat? You know, I, yeah, I'm not hundred percent on that, Kevin Lee Lou or Liu. Yeah. 
And then the art is Sana Takeda. Takeda? Yeah, okay. And um, I love, aside, again, without getting into this story real quick, I love the way this trade is. And I don't know whether, you know, I, this might be the first trade I've read in a long time. And I think I've asked you this question before uh, recently, Pat, about are the covers from all the single issues in the trade? And I guess from your answer that you gave me the last time I asked you that, does that change? Sometimes some do and some don't. Yeah, I think it depends on the publisher. You know, you'd like it. It's certainly nice if they include all the covers and all the variants and everything. That's yeah. the way it is in Sweet Tooth, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And that's uh, that's the way Monstrous is as well. So obviously, I love that. It actually might make me if I, you know, since I there's so many that I haven't gotten. Uh, and I'm just going to get the trades of anyway. I might just continue just getting trades and might unsubscribe to get it monthly because they do it. Well, watch. As soon as I unsubscribe getting it monthly, they'll stop having the covers right. in, the, in the trades. So I'll just continue on. So anyway. So uh, basically, uh, I read this. Uh, volume 1 has issues 1 through 6 in it. So I read issue 1 and issue 2. This is the cover for issue two and another thing that i've uh mentioned in the past that's kind of a pet peeve for me about covers is i want them to really have something to do with the book and and uh, i looked ahead of course as well and every cover seems to match the story that's going on in the book so i love that even more <clears throat> so everything that i keep investing myself in with monstrous keeps making me want to go further because it it's kind of doing everything the way I like it. So, okay. So, um, in monstrous, we follow this girl on the cover there. Her name is Maika. All right. Mike is chiming in. Uh, the easy thing about monstrous is only one cover per issue only had a couple variants. All right. That's good. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know too. Okay. So anyway, in the story, we follow the character that's on the cover of issue one, at least. And her name is Maika. And we are dropped smack dab into this world. Uh, and more specifically, the specific place in this world is called Zamora. And uh, she is essentially a slave or she's been kidnapped, kind of six of one, half dozen of another, same thing. And we're in a world where there are beings called Arcanic, uh, uh, yeah, Arcanics, Ar Arcanics, Arcanics, however you want to pronounce it. And they are monsters, essentially. They're, it's, it's really kind of funny that you uh, reviewed Sweet Tooth, totally coincidental here. The Arcanics are just like the characters in Sweet Tooth that everybody hates. They're, they've all got something about them that's monstrous and um or they become monsters one or the other uh because like a couple friends she has in this one is like a squirrel girl she's like part squirrel and another kid's like part goat i mean it's like so again uh from where i am so far trying to understand these arcanics they are either part something else being monstrous or they become monstrous, and that kind of falls in line with more of what Maika is. Uh, 
because she looks pretty quote unquote normal. Um, except she is missing her left arm. So you can kind of see in that picture, it's actually a mechanical arm. And, uh, the, so the, the battling forces in this world are the humans and the arcanics, of course, again, just like Sweet Tooth, um, the humans really hate the arcanics and they judge them and they're prejudiced against them, all this stuff. And, uh, they're scared of them too, because as you can imagine, uh, with different, variations of the arcanics you know some of them they're very docile and and don't aren't dangerous to anybody but then others are very dangerous and Maika is actually one of the very dangerous ones we're just starting to learn that as we get, get into issue, uh, issue two uh but in issue one we're just basically introduced into her uh to her uh being sold off to some humans that actually then you know Again, with this prejudice of the Arcanics, humans, some of them want to kill them, some of them want to, want to collect them, quote-unquote, you know, and use them for bad things, of course. And um, the humans, as far as dealing with the Arcanics, uh, also ally up with these this other these other beings called Cumaeans, C-U-M-A-E-N-S, and they are essentially human, but they have powers, so they're like, Wizards and witches, you know, kind of thing. And they kind of are with the humans to use, abuse, you know, uh, exterminate Arcanics, depending on which character we're talking about. And uh, the, like I said, the story jumps in. We're getting to know Maika. She's been enslaved. She gets taken to Zamora, where, like I said, this uh, story takes place. And she's kind of going through the gambit of these horrible people that have enslaved her and are selling her off. But then we actually see her become monstrous for a minute to escape. But then whenever she does that, some Cumaeans show up and it, get, it sets us off on this whole new ride of how she's kind of, it doesn't say this exactly in the comic, but she seems like kind of a chosen one kind of character. Like she's got special abilities and, and uh, what she can do. And the humans are just looking at her like an arcanic, uh, uh, whatever, arcanic. And, you know, in their miscellaneous ways, they think about arcanics. Uh, that's what they think of Maika. But the Cumaeans know who she is, the power she holds, and what she can be, and stuff like that. So they're actually kind of pretending like they're helping the humans. They have their own agenda. Uh, as well regarding Maika. And the way this story is told too is where we the story is told kind of going along in present time, but then like every maybe four or five pages, it'll flash back to a couple pages of before the events of Monstrous Act number one actually happened. Which that kind of thing is a little bit confusing, especially when you're first starting off in a story. You know, I'd like the first couple issues to just be straight storytelling so I can adapt to you know obviously arcanans cumaeans you know character names with maika and all this stuff you know adapt to that before then we go in the back and make it even more confusing but this wasn't too bad uh, you know even with that which i don't really care for i, I was still able to track just kind of going back and forth a couple times you know you kind of do that with comics anyway to kind of remember something that you may have missed or whatever so doing that, it was still, uh, it was still good. 
Uh, and then when we get into uh, issue two, we meet another faction of humans called the Edenites, which Edenites are humans that look at Arcanics just as another one of God's creatures and you shouldn't hate them and, you know, you should protect them and basically look at them as the same as you do any other human, you know? And uh, so some Edenites, actually one particular Edenite starts to help the Arcanics. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of where I am with this. Um, this is actually uh, on the cover here. I don't have a note of what her name is. I don't even know if they told us. But this is one of the uh, help, you know, one of the people that are with the humans, the humans or whatever. Um, she's like a super powerful witch, I guess. So essentially, where we go uh, after issue one and two, and and incidentally, whenever Maika, you know, becomes monstrous and kills all the humans that are in sight and helps the Arcanin Arcanics escape. The other ones that were there with her at the same time when they were being sold or whatever. Um, especially the squirrel girl comes with her. So kind of where we are after episode two is or issue two. Technically they call it chapter two because I'm obviously reading a trade. Um, the Cumaeans are after the Icanics that have joined the Edenites. <laughs> and they're pretending that they're working for the humans, but they're actually... Uh, have their own agenda that's where we kind of are on this so this is a fun ride for me and uh like i said the uh the art's amazing and i actually don't mind the way it's told um so i'm just gonna call this a straight up must have um this is everything and and i'm calling the trade specifically uh volume one trade paperback here uh, collecting issues one through six uh it's a must-have to me and i'm excited to you know go read it more um especially if we aren't going to have a show for a couple weeks i'll probably at least finish uh volume one probably get into volume two as well and uh, have more of an in-depth uh, explanation of the story but this is great i'm, I'm definitely going to give this a must-have art and story wise so yeah, it's always, uh, it's been, I, I never picked it up, but it's always been one of those books where it, it looks interesting. The artwork looks really nice. Um, I, when we were switching over here, did you say what issue this is currently on? Approximately? Do you know? Uh, I didn't. Um, I think actually one of the covers is in pick three, so we might get an answer there. I, I'm, if, if I'm going to speculate, I think it's in maybe the 20s. Okay. That seemed crazy. No, it's been around. Hey, Mike, are you still around? What issue? He'd know more than me because yeah, I just started getting it. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that that that's what I was thinking about too. I'm hoping because I actually, you know, I didn't do my due diligence in reading all the everything that's in all the trades. I'm hoping wherever I picked up is where I stop at trade four. That's why I didn't get any further than the fourth trade because I'm hoping where I picked up and trade four ends is about where i need to be so you know yeah okay i gotcha yep yeah because uh yeah and if there's six issues in each one that would be 24 yep and if i'm thinking that i'll continue there at least hopefully be close and i just recently started yeah probably in the late 20s i could be completely wrong though watch it be in the 80s i don't know <laughs> but 
but hopefully I'm at least uh, some somewhere close to it. But definitely check it out. <clears throat> Thank you, Karen. Yeah, that was a great job, Valor. Really appreciate it. Did Dad actually read something too? But uh, you just wanted to chime in, or how'd that work? That was, that was a perfect scenario because I just didn't get around to reading anything, and he had been reading it. So I said, "Hey, there you go." That is perfect. Okay, awesome. All right, let's see how we can do. Obviously, I'm going to lean on you a lot here, Pat, with pick three. Are we ready to try this? See how we can do it by ourselves. Yep. All right, cool. Here we go. All right, Pat, so we don't both try to do it at the same time. Are you going to put up picks? I can do that, yep. Okay. Right there, I get my answer right away. Monstrous, Monstrous 44 is in the pick Ooh. three this week. Ah, okay. So I wasn't – that's that's almost an acceptable close guess, but, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of, only a year and a half off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're – Where's Mike at here? Yeah, yeah. This week's pick three. There you go. All right, cool. Do you have or can you see with your screen big what exact issue those are? Or do we just want to talk about the titles? Yeah, I got the list. I can read them. These are all books coming out uh, 322, 23 this week on Wednesday. Uh, we have Amazing Spider-Man 22, John Romita Jr., Batman One Bad Day, the, Ra the Ra's al Ghul cover by Ivan Rice, uh, Wonder Woman 797 by Joel Jones, Doctor Strange by the legendary Alex Ross, Spider-Man Lost by Ryan Brown, Avengers Rage of Ultron by Nick Bradshaw, Deceased War of God 7 by Ben Oliver, Monstrous 44 by Sana Takata, Takeda, Joe Fixit 3 by Eric M. Gist, and Superman 2 by Tony S. Daniel. Oh, that was awesome. That was perfect. <laughs> Any uh, right. comments before we start revealing? Can I say that again, Pat? Do you have anything to say before we start getting into the uh, reveals? Um, I just uh, I guess Tom commented how uh, this was a this was a strong week. But then I got other feedback from other people that they thought, oh man, I don't like any of these. And I think, I think I sit right in the middle, or maybe probably a majority that I thought were good. Maybe there's actually only one that I, actually there's two I don't like, but one of those are good. And the other <laughs> one I'm like, oh yeah, I wouldn't put this on the list. What do you, what say you? Yeah, I was going to ask you if I was one of those people that commented that they, it wasn't a good week because I, yeah, I didn't agree with Tom. Oh, I didn't even see your comment. No, I was nah. actually talking about people in my family. So you felt that way too. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a hard time picking this, this week, especially because there was a couple that I that I kind of liked, but then I saw things that bugged me about them. Like oh, gotcha. <laughs> you know, that yeah. seems to be, uh, you know, as awesome as it is to be extremely artistic, which I would uh, say you and uh, another example being Johnny. 
uh, that might be, that might hurt you sometimes because a lot of this stuff, I don't even notice until you guys pointed out, you know? So it's like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not scrutinizing it to the same detail as you guys are sometimes maybe, you know? Right. <laughs> but yeah, my, my, the one I think uh, is kind of uh fall short of being in the top 10, in my opinion, is the Joe Fixit one. I don't really like that one. That's probably one you love though, right? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't care for that one. I think, I think Mike really likes these, uh, Joe Fixit covers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the other one that I really like, which I can appreciate how awesome it is, but I mean, uh, that I don't really like, but I can appreciate how awesome it is, is the deceased. I don't think that homage goes with the title or, you know, kind of the subject matter of that book. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really care for that one. You like that one? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't care for that one either myself. So, all right. So, who are the winners though? Let's hopefully it's ones we uh, actually do think are the good ones. Uh, okay, and I assume I hope, hopefully Mike has them in order here because I'm just going to go with it. Uh, coming in at number three, we have Avengers: Age of Ultron. Rage that of Ultron. Excuse to me. me. That's shocking to you. Yeah. Well, you're looking at two people. Mallard gets in the frame and voted for that cover. Yeah, I, really? I like that one. <laughs> none of none of us voted for that. And when I say us, I'm talking about my immediate family, immediate family in my household. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I, first of all, I'm a big Nick Bradshaw fan, and you know, I I, I like this Avengers beatdown cover. I guess. So, okay. Um, Which this obviously wasn't the ones I thought was bad. It's just. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. it wasn't even in my radar for the top three. I probably had five that I was kind of flipping between for the top three. And yeah, this wasn't one of those. Okay. Apparently I'm wrong though. Okay. I like the, all of the cover uh, other than that Ultron design. I don't like them mm. like that. It's just, it's just a weird design. See, this is why you're, you're you know, the, <laughs> the apple doesn't fall from the tree. This is why I love your dad too, Valor. And you just pointed out to me. Yeah. Maybe that's what I don't like about it too. He does seem kind of beefy. Yeah, the typical Ultron that we know. Okay, good, good looking, good looking at it. Pat, or, okay. uh, thanks. All right, uh, coming in at number two. Ayla's here chiming in. She's like, "No, he looks exactly like that in the movie." What do I know? Not I exactly know. like that, but he's <laughs> tough in the movie. He's like eight feet tall. I know he's big, but he's he's pretty. Uh, I, I think maybe it's the it's his arms in particular, and then yeah. his waistline, huh? I I agree. Yeah. He is a little, he is a little, uh, his torso is a little huge in my opinion on this cover, but I still voted for it. Okay. All right. Coming in, <laughs> coming in at number two, we have Dr. Strange number yes. one Yes. by Alex Ross. I'm surprised again, not because this one's in here. I'm surprised this one didn't win, <laughs> but because this is a great one. We all voted for this. I think this is, the, I think this is actually the first cover in a very long time where everybody in my household, household voted for this one of the same cover. And there was this one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I voted for this cover. I don't, Valor did not vote for this cover. I, oh. Now that I'm looking at it again, I, I actually kind of like it. Okay. <laughs> so like, close to a clean sweep. Yeah. Um, so far I'm doing pretty well. I got uh, two of these covers. Okay. It's not looking so good for number one though. <laughs> but it goes right in line with your review, Kevin, because number one. Sweet. Monstrous 44. I do believe I got two of three. 
This this one was definitely in my top five. I don't know whether it actually made the uh, third cut. Can you put the ten up real quick? Yeah, I can. Real quick, was that is that the same character as on number two? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it would I would totally assume it was from what I've yeah, read yeah. so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, I voted for Doctor Strange. Um, I think my second one was Spider Man. Yeah, I think Monsters was the third one. It was either. It was either um, Wonder Woman or Monstrous. So, yeah, I think it was Monstrous. Yeah. And I voted for that Spider-Man. So. If I can yeah. say something before you take that down. I like the, the Spider-Man on the very right. Like the top top right yeah. one. The yeah, armor. yeah, that's Spider-Man. the one I was the talking Spider-Man. about. Yeah. My only problem with it is, is he's holding a knife. <laughs> well, I, I think it has something to do with the storyline. It's a, I think it's a Craven, the Hunter storyline. Oh. Nah. Um, I'll I'll go to the other Spider-Man cover. You know, I'm normally a you know I like John Romita Jr. I know he has his detractors, but I couldn't figure out what was going on with the the creature's right hand. There is he have like a stumpy hand? <laughs> you know, I it's just like it. There's no fingers or something. I, I That's know, true. Yeah. yeah. Do we even know what that? Well, you're reading that, right? Yeah, but I'm a, I'm probably about three or four issues behind, so I'm not yeah, sure. Okay. Who it is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's. Uh... Maybe that would explain what his hands are doing there. Maybe. And you know what's going on with uh, this? The other thing, I like that Superman cover visually, but I don't like it, uh, you know, its context because this is one big issue I have with Superman Returns. Um, I hated that movie for many reasons, but the biggest one being the end of that, he was chained by Kryptonite. And he was able to come up with the strength to break the chain or something like that. And it's like, how does how does that how is that a thing? You have to be chained by kryptonite, but still have the strength to break chains, <laughs> right? I mean, right? Right? Yeah. So anyway, that's why I didn't pick that Superman one, even though I like the look of it in general, you know. So, but anyway. All right. All right. Great job, Pat. <laughs> It was, uh, it was hard work tallying all the uh, votes, but uh, Mike did it so I could read them. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then actually that brings us to a whole lot of people's favorite episodes, and we'll see uh, how we get flashy here, I guess, right? That's what's, that's what we're, that's what's up here, right? Yep, we're going to yep, get flashy. flashy. <laughs> all right, let's get flashy. All right, let's get flashy right out of the, the yeah. gate here. <laughs> you didn't catch my reference. Um, Todd McFarlane, of course, uh, he continues his massive onslaught of announcements, and he announced all the product for the Flash movie, or at least a good chunk of the product for the Flash movie. Um, and there we see the main line, the DC multiverse line. Um, we have uh, the Flash himself, uh 
the what who they're calling multiverse Batman. That'd be the Michael Keaton Batman. Um, Supergirl. Uh, another Batman. I am a little confused here. I don't know if this is supposed to be Ben Affleck Batman. It doesn't really look like him a whole lot. Um, it doesn't. But they're just calling him, you know, Batman. Um, and then we have the weird figure that I had just had to post this week to the Acceler group because I thought it was so hideous. Uh, <laughs> We have Flash in repainted Batman uh, armor. Ugh. And then we have Dark Flash. <laughs> hold on. Before we move on, hold on. <laughs> so I have to ask this, and you probably know this, Pat. Um, Johnny's reference where he was like, I didn't like Batman Flash in the 90s, and I don't like him now. Yeah. So what was going on with Batman Flash in the 90s? No, I think it's just the style of mask Johnny was referring to. I should have maybe dug into oh, okay. that a little deeper. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay, it's just the look. It's not really any cross Yeah, it was oh, yeah, okay. just coincidental. And then we got this dropped on us this week. And it just uh, was perfect for what Johnny had said. We literally have Flash in the Batman outfit, only repainted two Flash colors with apparently nipping off the ears. Yeah, that um, is that's a bad figure, definitely. I'm, Unfortunately, you know, I, I even maybe I shouldn't even post this. I hated to almost post that because obviously this is a big spoiler for the movie. You know. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Karen puts up a comment from Mike that he loved Joe Fix it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we know. Should get, should get that guy on the show sometime. He seems to be commenting an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that that I just I just have a. I just happened to pull him because I thought he was so hideous. Well, what and we are you, also, and maybe I shouldn't ask this question then, because if you're saying it's a spoiler, I'm not I, really getting how it's a spoiler though. I assume it's a spoiler. Okay. These are, well, these are all, these are all uh flash movie figures. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that be, is, you know, obviously it's something I, but I, it doesn't spoil anything for me because I don't, I don't get it, you know? So you know. I have speculation, but I, I would just leave it. You okay, know, gotcha. Uh, okay. Um, and then we also have a uh, gold label. It's, I don't know, these are like a little more limited, but this is the unmasked version of the multiverse Michael Keaton Batman, which I'm not really sold on that likeness either. I wish I had like a closer head sculpt shot for you to see, but even from there, I don't know. A yeah, lot of people were kind of memeing this figure up. He almost looks like uh, Kiefer Sutherland from The Lost Boys more than he does Michael Keaton. Yeah, I was actually going to say he looks more like, well, is that gray hair? Is that gray? Yeah. It, I was uh, The face itself, I was going to say, looks more like Val Kilmer than My Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I can see that. Keep for <laughs> <laughs> We also had some uh, vehicles. There's also some statues, some uh, McFarlane produced statues, but I don't. I didn't put pictures of those. I just stuck to the action figures. And we I'm have, sorry to interrupt uh, you again. Can I ask a question about this before you take it down? Yeah, sure. Does it have a mask with it too? Uh it doesn't look like it, does it? I don't yeah, know what those. Is. I don't like. I don't it. know if those are fists up there in the top upper corner um, or what they are, but uh, I think that's the idea, though. They want you to buy two figures because you know, you know, he's he's in the main line here, uh, and then he's an, an unmasked version. 
Yeah, who wants an unmasked Batman? Ugh. Unless he's going to be unmasked a lot of the time, which is oh, awesome. that would make me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what um, to think of the new Flash movie in general. As far as I'm mixed mixed on how I feel about everything, you know. Yeah, I was really not looking forward to it. I'm a little behind in my DCU anyway, but. Um, I was not looking forward to it, but I, I really thought that trailer was cool, whether that's because of the Batman influence. Or yeah, I was I was looking forward to it originally when I first heard about it. And then when everything happened with, what's his name? Yeah, Ezra Miller. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh man, that sucks. And then I wasn't looking forward to it. And I think I also got to see uh, like some stills of preview or whatever. And I was like, oh, that doesn't look cool. But yeah, then the trailer's like, oh, maybe that does look interesting. I don't know you know so yeah. and of course that was when i wasn't looking for it was also before they were revealing that michael Keaton was going to be in everything which then of course piqued interest there as well so yeah i'm totally conflicted on this movie i don't know yeah we'll see uh and it, and so we have something from the ride around and um we got a batmobile full-size batmobile to go with the seven inch figures um this has been a big point of discussion because we had the old the old Haslab Ghost Rider vehicle was so expensive at three hundred fifty dollars, uh-huh. and Todd's bringing this in at sixty bucks. Well, this is what I have to say about this. This seems like garbage to me. It's very very basic toy level. Vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I thought was strange, based on how you know high quality. It seems like, you know, if you're going to have the same quality of a vehicle for the quality of the action figures, it would be above this. This, uh, yeah, it seems like a, a, probably when you pick this up, it's like a plastic shell, you know? That's the impression I get myself. Yeah. The- which is odd because we also have the Batwing coming in at $250. That's insane. Now, what you know is this you know it's it's obviously hard to tell from just these shots but you know is is this a much higher quality vehicle it's it's a little larger i'd say because of the huge wings but i don't think the wings would really make up you know there wouldn't be really much to them right so you know why why the big swing in price range there i don't i don't know that seems insane but you know that video that i've seen it like three or four times because everybody's sharing it of todd showing off the batmobile mm-hmm. you know i thought two things were odd about that video one i think it it actually showed more you know you can make assumptions when you see a picture like that picture you just showed mm-hmm. and the price point and you're like you can make assumptions on that right but but i feel like he showed us and kind of proved it for lack of a better way to describe it about how this was garbage in that video. It's like you can you can hear it flimsiness, and when he turns it, it seemed not very articulate and nice. And then, did you see it? Did you see you know what video I'm talking about? Did you see it? I did see it, but I didn't probably look at it as closely as you did. Okay, he he actually talks about how you can put the Michael Keaton Batman in it, right? But he doesn't do it, but he doesn't do it. He like starts to. Uh, articulate the figure, and then he's like, "Oh, but you know, I don't want." Oh, you guys get the idea. I'm like, that was that was a horrible video. <laughs> I was thinking that that totally. If I if I had speculation of how this wasn't a good vehicle before, his video proved it to me. Like I said, you know, and it's it just doesn't seem 
the quality doesn't match, and that makes it even crazier with the way you're saying about the bat wing now, too. That's insane. What's yeah. actually doing? Yeah, and that's I, I, I just don't understand the argument people were putting it up against the the Ghost Rider, you know, charger vehicle from Haslab and saying, well, how can he make it for 60 and theirs was 350? Well, you could see the quality in that Haslab Ghost Rider car, Definitely. even though I still think it was overpriced. Yeah, yeah. But you could, there's, to me, it's it's a night and day difference. I agree completely. Yeah, yeah. And we're hoping that, well, we're thinking that the Batwing would be more similar to quality of the Ghost Rider rather than this. Yeah, this, oh, man, I, I was so, man, because I would, if, if there was something that I would consider spending that kind of money on, if I could afford it, it would be this Batmobile, you know, yeah. if it were that Ghost Rider quality, you know, right, right. but this is, yeah, this is, this is not good trash. <laughs> I will not buy this. <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll move away from flash. Yeah. Um, how am I, how am I signing, sounding to you, Kevin? You said, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting an echo on my end. Oh, I don't hear it on here. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, Hasbro is doing Mando Mania Wednesdays uh, to coincide with the release of you know the new episode of The Mandalorian. And this week, not big announcements, but this week they announced two Tusken Raiders, one in Vintage Series and one in Black Series. Um, so we have the uh, Black Series Tusken Chieftain, you know, around 25 usual price point of Black Series these days. And the uh, Vintage Collection three and three quarter Tuscan warrior. Oh man. Okay, back up for a second. Mandomania is gonna happen every week. Is that what's supposedly gonna happen? Yeah, that's what I hear. I, I'm I'm surprised it didn't time out exactly with the release of the show, but I, I'm guessing it's gonna go, you know, as as long as uh the show is putting out new episodes for season three. But I, that's speculation. I don't think they really gave an answer to how long it's it's definitely more than one week. And what did you say it was? What day it was it again? Uh, it's Mando Mania comes out on Wednesdays, the same day as the show does. Mando Mania Wednesday. Okay, got. Okay, got you. Okay, okay. <laughs> Man, I love these. I'm I'm a huge Tuscan Raiders are in my top five favorite Star Wars non-main character. You know, it races whatever you want to call. It. You know, I love Tuscan Raiders so much. Yeah, and say what you will about them in uh, Book of Boba Fett, which is where these are both coming from. Uh, I but certainly no problems with the designs. It was very interesting to see the the new uh, Tuscan Raiders that showed off on uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, let me say this too, and not that anyone cares, but I like to in input thing about my previous life. So I played a game called Star Wars, the trading card game, okay? And they would do a lot of exploring with offshoot characters, you know? Right. And, and they had quite a few... Tuscan Raider cards of differing, you know, you could obviously tell types of Tuscan Raiders, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I thought Boba Fett did a good job of having those different types, you know, yeah, down to their pet and then what the kids would look like and what the mm -hmm. females would look like and all that, you know, so yeah, I, you know, and, and I think when we first talked about Boba Fett too, you, we obviously the focal point was him being saved slash trained. Well, Save, you know, kind of imprisoned and then trained by Tuscan. That whole storyline with Boba Fett, and I think we both thought it was it was a pretty good direction. Yeah, to go, you know. So that made me like Tuscan Raiders even more, you know. Right. So, yeah, well, I love these. I might grab. I might be grabbing these. Um. Okay. So, 
uh, I think after Wednesday they had uh, on Thursday or Friday they had what they call what they're calling Walmart on. Um, and Hold up, that. is this okay. new? What's that? Is Walmart Con new? Uh, I think it's the first one they've had, but I, don't hold me to that. All, uh -oh. all these, all these retailers ha have been having these special events, and you know, a lot of it stems out of Toy Fair no longer being in January when all the new products are announced. So they're still putting out product around the same time, but in, in order to make the announcements, of the specific retailers are sort of doing the the, the heavy duty. The, you know the legwork of putting out new product and showcasing new product and that's what we have here in walmart con okay okay uh so they so they had a, a lot of hasbro stuff um for throughout the different lines um we just talked about gi joe a lot last week they showed a big ben figure um and a range viper well, they seem to be sticking with the no bubbles on these, though, huh? So far, yep. Yeah. They and look cool. They look cool. Speaking of no bubbles, we can go over that. We've I've shown this guy previously when they first announced him, but here he is on card, and he ended up being part of this Walmart con. That's Craven the Hunter from the Spider-Man animated series. I hate the face on this figure. Um, <laughs> basically the same Craven that had been released in Marvel Legends, you know. Uh, Two or three years ago um that was a great figure unfortunately i never did pick him up um here he's getting re-released with that animated style deco and i i just don't care for it i don't like it either yeah i mean craven's a bad but you know this 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 character yeah. this uh this action figure does not look tough i think i'm totally in agreement with you there <laughs> yeah i should uh i should have pulled up the other photo of his old release because that that was a really nice figure um, and the other Marvel figure we have from the Walmart con is a MCU Ronin figure from Hawkeye. Ah, that's interesting. That looks pretty cool. And he is in the all cardboard packaging. So that's what I always, one thing I always thought about, you know, obviously what we got in the, uh, in infinity war and then what we got in Hawkeye, there just wasn't enough Ronin. Cause I thought he looked so cool, but they, Kind of glossed over him at all and we got to see more of kate in the ronin outfit than we did you know hawkeye you know right yeah that looks pretty cool i like that yeah and the last bit of walmart con was star wars related and that's clone commander jesse which i believe he had been shown previously by me on the show um but it turns out he's part of this walmart con so and he's i think all, all the other the, the other Walmart con exclusive that I just talked about were all 25 for some reason Jesse is 28 dollars not sure why <laughs> the biggest IP <laughs> right yeah. okay um so regarding Walmart con I just got to go back to that to understand it so is this just a title to give a certain a bunch of things to release it doesn't mean anything else like there isn't actually going to be a Walmart con, like, physically. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're correct. That's exactly what's going on. It's just to release new product. Oh, it's just a name of a time yeah. frame to give. Oh, okay. That sucks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid now. <laughs> right. uh, 
Okay, moving on from Hasbro, uh, I guess another company that's been week after week is Super 7, and they really, they showed off two new lines uh, for the reaction series, and that is Black Hole reaction figures. Oh, man! <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God, I'm such a huge Black Hole fan. I love that movie. That's one of the, oh man, I have the, I still have the album. I've listened to it recently. Oh my God, the score, you know, it's so good. Yeah, this is a movie I haven't watched in a long time. And I do, I did pick it up. It was like, they released it on Blu-ray. It was a Disney Movie Club exclusive, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. It's been forever since I've seen this, but I always love the robots, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah. Our, studio, our studio audience are fans of Black Hole as well. <laughs> And it doesn't, you know, obviously it doesn't get much merchandising. So these look, these look good for, you know, little three and three quarter inch reaction figures. Um, they do. Yeah. They, I like it. It looks good. Definitely. They definitely went out, you know, they're known for the card art here. They've incorporated the actual robots into the card, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, probably the last time I watched it, I would say it's, it's been a while for me too, but maybe not quite as long as you, but maybe, 10 years ago and i still loved it now and it's definitely obviously some nostalgic appreciation you know as far as the quality is concerned and stuff but overall i still loved it just as much as i did originally so yeah this is good man awesome yeah man. all right um, what's the price uh these will be normal reaction figures which is good or bad when you consider that they're small little well for bob and what is it old bob and i forget their names is it bob and old bob or does the other one have a different name I forget. I forget as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and then Maximilian is the bad red robot, but yeah, these will yeah. be the typical $20 reaction price point. Yeah, it's not bad. Man, I got to find these. Are, when are, they, are they, Did you say when these are coming out? or when, are they, uh, they just announced them this week. I don't know if they went up for pre-order. Uh, I can let you know. Um, it, usually when Super 7 does announce something, they put it up at least on their webpage for pre-order. Um, so yeah, we can just check there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it, you know, we're going to stick with the obscure Disney license and we also have Tron reaction. Oh, nice. <laughs> I wasn't, I was actually, you know, this might sound crazy to a lot of people, but I was actually a bigger black hole fan than I was Tron. I thought, you know, I, I, I can definitely appreciate Tron, but I, I just wasn't a huge Tron fan and but these yeah. are very cool. These are very cool though. Uh, there, there, I, boy, I'm not, this, this I should have got this straight beforehand, but I think these are exclusive to Disney parks, unfortunately, oh, uh, oh, the, Tron, the Tron stuff, not the black hole. Yeah. Understood. Uh, understood. Yeah. But there's besides the reaction figures, I think there was a few more high end items, uh, associated with Tron too, but I just include the reactions here. Um, but keeping that uh keeping it out there and i think there's a new tr actually i think there's another new tron movie coming out if i'm not mistaken oh really i like the neutron i actually like the neutron better than i did the old one you know i didn't didn't see that yeah. one i mean i thought they did a pretty good job yeah these figures kind of look kind of lame though um They're... i don't know you know they could have done something differently with maybe a little bit of uh maybe some for lack of a better way to describe it, like see-through plasticky kind of stuff to make it seem more 
luminescent or something it just kind of looks like a flat blue it doesn't look right you know i don't know yeah it's almost you know you take first glance it almost looks like the same figure four times yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um, and those car, those bikes i don't know yeah i don't know but you know yeah it's what it is yeah you, you keep in keep in mind it's reaction so it's right. you know it's on the you know the lesser end of artistic articulation pain apps things like yeah, that yeah. but some i think translate better than others and this may be a case of you know a line that doesn't might need a little more yeah, yeah it might need a little more pizzazz or whatever you know to because of the property you know the that they're trying to produce here yeah like i said though i um i'm glad i'm not a tron fan because you can't get anywhere except disney because man every time i see a video whether it be someone short or real or whatever and they're showing off there you uh, go vincent and, vincent and bob there karen. you go <laughs> thank you karen um but every time I see videos where people get this exclusive stuff from Disney, mm -hmm. so it's always Star Wars, of course, that I'm jealous of, you know. And uh, we actually went by, uh, we went to Florida one. I've never actually been to Disney. Um, and we went to this nice, it was, it was kind of, for lack of a better describe, it was like a strip mall, but it was all Disney, mm -hmm. uh, Florida. And they actually had a Disney store there that you could get all exclusives that Disney typically only has in Disney. So I think that's actually, you know, I don't know whether when you say the only place you can get this is in Disney World or Disneyland, they break the, they, you know, they break the mold there or whatever with this single Disney outlet store kind of thing, you know. Yeah. That's the way I understand it. If I could be wrong, but I like that because then I don't have to pay the money it costs to Disney to be able to get these, you know. But I don't right. think you know, those around here they're all in florida or or california i'm sure you know even the outlet store you know but yeah a lot of times some of these exclusives are making it onto uh shop disney their website so but this i don't know if this is the case here it's something to keep uh, in mind though yeah okay um and we're gonna finish it off with two other three and three quarter inch lines uh, we haven't talked about them in a while but the long box heroes uh they're they're entering they're close to entering production phase and they're showing these are actual uh, production pieces to try to give you an idea of the scale between the figures. These are all, uh, at least here, these are unique pieces for each single one of these figures. So they kind of scale out different sizes, which is cool. Oh, yeah, that's cool. There's Here are the paint masters, the final paint masters for the series. And, well, well, well some of the series, the, the main line of the series. There's other variants, of course, but... Uh, and they jason geyer uh released pictures of the first final card art uh he's completed the rocketeer there's the front of the card and there is the back of the card um yeah, it looks really good i think it's cool that they're spotlighting you know the comic on the back uh yeah. here, you know they're actually showing the the first comics uh version of rocketeer by dave stevens and they're also showing the the current the, or the more recent idw rocketeer series which is nice and uh, they're using actual artwork by dave stevens on the front of the card which is cool and that's going to follow the line you know they're going to i'm sure they're going to use original art from the, the creators when they um 
So, yeah, so this is the last, if, if I didn't mention it, this is the last week, I think it ends at the end of the month. Um, for, even though they got, you know, they did the whole uh, production of getting pre-orders in to make sure the line would go through, but they're still, they're still up until next week, I think, taking final orders. So this is your last chance. The only place you can get them is at the uh, Big Bad Toy Store. Okay. All right, did you say you had one more of those? I did. Sorry. I had to get a drink. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm hearing it too, Karen. I'm still not hearing it on my end, but yeah, Karen apparently is. Okay. Kevin, you're you're a little bit staticky too. I don't know if Karen's picking that up on for you. Ugh. Uh real quickly, the last thing I want to talk about was the Ugh. <laughs> was the Marvel Legends three and three quarter inch retro series that I talk about all the time. They announced that they are putting a pause on this line. They're not saying it's canceled, but as of right now, what you're seeing here is everything that is being released at this point. They might revisit it in the future. Uh, I mean, this this happened with the vintage series for Star Wars. They quit making the vintage series for a few years and came back to it. So, I'm hoping the same happens here because they had a, a real ambassador from Hasbro, Steve Evans. He was a real... He really loved the line. He seemed to really put a lot into it. For, uh, the Hasbro employee, Steve Evans. And he, he came out and made a video saying they're going to, you know, it's on hiatus. They're going to pause. It's it's they, they, the term they used is resting. They're resting the line. Um, but it, it could come back if there's enough demand. And in the groups, I'm in a group of retro three and three quarter inch on Facebook. And it, it's always been a, had a very strong following. And uh, everybody there sure hopes it comes back. So we'll just have to take a wait and see. I like these figures. See what happens. Yeah. If you haven't picked any up. A lot of them are showing up at discount stores like Ollie's and Dollarama stores in Canada, and hopefully maybe Five Below is a place to keep an eye out, out, an eye out for them. And a lot of the main stores like Target and Best Buy have clearanced them out. So if you're looking to pick them up, you can still snag them at a discount. And it's a fun line to collect, great card art, and I hope it does come back sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, I like them too. They're definitely awesome. Seeing this all together makes me. Is this your checklist? <laughs> no, I, well, it is my per. The I've checked them off. Yes, uh, Steve Evans, the guy I was talking about previously from Hasbro, uh, put this together on his own. The graphic. Yeah, but um, you, but you've got the red dots marking the ones you have. Yes, correct. Awesome. <laughs> the only thing up the the end of the line there, the wave eight, those have been released they've shown up in small quantities in certain stores and the ghost rider on the motorcycle is uh, the same deal there he hasn't popped up everywhere yet um so i'm hoping they're not too hard to get i should probably get pre-orders if i really want to get them um but you have yeah. something against that cyclops or that's just oddly Amazing. enough the one you can get so those ones are just variant card art and i, I initially wasn't too worried about them uh, but I've gone back and filled in, um, and those are the three uh, that I that I actually I have in the initial 
packaging, but I don't have them in the variant card art. So, I got I'm missing, you. yeah, I'm missing Cap, amazing. Spidey, and uh, amazing. Cyclops. Amazing. <laughs> Karen's amazed by that. <laughs> Which part, Karen? That that uh, that he's that he has all those. <laughs> Are you gonna get that Ghost Rider? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. okay. At this at this point, I'm gonna try to finish it off as is right now. You know, so I have a complete yeah, gotcha. collection now. So. Yeah, she's amazed you have all those. Yeah, Karen, you should. You're. you're... <laughs> That's one thing that uh, collectors like us do. We definitely amaze people that aren't like us as to how. Why do you have so many? <laughs> There's not. I don't think no oh, I know there's no other line that I'm all in on currently you know so and that's the least expensive one out of the lines you could choose from right <laughs> yes so anyway that was awesome man man I got like two or three more things on my list here that I need to get <laughs> uh, this keeps growing and growing without my uh, wallet growing and growing Oh, Karen, Karen's clarifying that it's good, amazing. She's not, she's not dogging us. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Karen. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, let's get into our final segment here. I've got a suggestion for a new way to deal with our final segment as well. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that after we show it. Are you ready? Kind of, but yes. Okay, cool. So I think back in the day, um, you know, when this whole recap, obviously starting with Johnny's recap originated, what seemed fun about it that just seemed to are recent, at least for a while, just haven't recaptured, in my opinion, the same feel of Johnny's recap. Do you agree with that, or you think I'm totally off base? Uh, I still like it. I like it too, but it definitely maybe it was the flow. Maybe it's the flow, and and maybe that was because we're trying to split it between three of us as opposed to one. Yeah. That might have to do it. But there was something different about it. So I have a new suggestion regarding the recap. Okay. All right. So if you've got something awesomely clever, which I know especially you do quite a few times then definitely input that. But what I want to have as a staple foundation to work from for the recap in general is to just recap your segment like literal. Like, so I'll go first. Wait, let me, let me, let's switch this up here. Okay. I'm first. Okay. So to recap, Mando episode three was awesome and he got a taste of his own medicine Last of Us was the best of us. <laughs> Dark is definitely worth checking out. The Ark is only if you want something family friendly for kids. Unbearable weight of Ma uh, 
Oh, unbearable weight of massive talent was uh, definitely bearable, but not as great as I hoped it would be. And then, you know, like then you, then Mike would go into his whatever. And then you go, you know, he's like that. Does that sound like a good deal? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything particularly clever to say first, I should say? I just have. Okay. uh, Karen has a recap. Okay. Holding a baby even incorrectly gets a cover to the final. (laughs) Nice. That's a good one, Karen. Nice. I just had because of uh, Valor doing the Sweet Tooth review, it made me realize that you know why why are children always the key to solving global <laughs> pandemics that is true that is true and uh maika in monstrous yeah she's she's actually i don't think they actually say her age but she definitely strikes me as a maybe a late teen at the at the oldest you know she's definitely a kid too so uh monstrous and and uh Sweet Tooth uh, share some similarities too, and one of them is that they're both good. Yeah, I would say just to do my Horizon recap, Walmart Con is not an actual con, or or is it? It, it sort of is a con. Um, uh, more Tuscan Raiders are always a good thing. Um, Todd shouldn't, shouldn't be so cheap on his vehicles. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bat, flash in a Batman costume is a bad idea and uh, always good to see obscure Disney three and three quarter inch figures and don't rest too long Marvel Legends Retro 375 nice Valor, Valor has a recap Valor's got a recap what's up Val there, I, I do know that there's three things that Pedro Pascal is in that you reviewed this week you do yeah yeah, he's, uh, he's everywhere. He is busy. He's busy. He's not, he's you know, busy. he's not only busy with his work in general, but he is sure making the rounds, publicizing himself, it seems, as well, too, right? Yeah, so I'm on Hot Wings, and I also saw the thanks to you, Kevin. You showed me that Buffy clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that episode, but I sure as heck don't remember that. I don't remember him, you know, of course. Yeah, when I saw that, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was cool, so. I think we did pretty good uh, <clears throat> without Mike there. Okay, first. <laughs> uh, first question before I get into uh, the closing here: Do, am I, Is all my staticiness done, or am I am I good now? It's not as bad. Dagan, let me try one more time then. All I do is kind of reboot, you know what I mean? So. Muted. Oh, how about that? Keep going. So far, so good. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Is that good? Can That's you hear perfect. me? Okay, yep. good. Nice. Okay. I just didn't want to make the uh, closing because I got a lot to say uh, to Unbearable. So let's uh, get into this. So uh, first of all, I want to make mention, we're not going to have a show next week. Two weeks is the next show. Secondly, we're doing our, our Scruffles goal, sweepstakes. 
giveaway. We've hit the goal, and we're definitely going to do it in two weeks as well. But you've got one week to do what you need to do to get an entry into that, which is share, comment, retweet, follow, like, or subscribe. Any of our content anywhere, and uh, especially like like it here, comment here, sub here. That's uh, what the big idea behind Scruffle, Scruffles Goals uh, giveaway is anyway, to get more subs on YouTube. So we're definitely doing that in two weeks. You've got one week to vote. Um, we're doing Pokemon. We're going to have a Pokemon segment in two weeks. And of course, vote on the Cover Combat finale. Three books are up right now on Facebook. All right. Did I forget anything else before I get into my regular stuff here, Pat? I don't think so. All right. Uh, as I just said, uh, please like and comment on this video as well as subscribe and hit that bell to get notifications every time we post something. Who knows? We might change it up to where we might do something where we're putting out regular videos, not just Sunday. So make sure to hit that bell to get all of them. Uh, please subscribe to Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space on Spotify for podcasters or many other podcast providers. And please listen to the edited podcast of this live stream on Spotify that will be posted later today or tomorrow. Uh, then follow Acceler Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. And follow Acceler underscore comics on TikTok and whatnot. Uh, watch our shows on the Whatnot app on Tuesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can bookmark those shows right now. And uh, I actually moved Tuesday to Wednesday last week for unforeseen reasons. And just to give people a heads up, that's the biggest reason you want to bookmark. In case I, I do move, I, I do tend to move times, I would say, fairly regular. This was the first time I moved it to an, a different day completely. Uh, but if you bookmark it, it'll always let you know whenever I'm going to start, no matter when it is. So please do that. I'm going to try Tuesday and Thursday again, but who knows? It might change. Uh, and, and of course, since I just notified people it might change, that means it won't. Because everything I say, the opposite tends to happen. <laughs> uh, check out what we have to offer on eBay at Acceler underscore comics. And ExcellerComics.com, getting better every week at uh, getting that website updated. And we will be offering things for sale on that website. I'm going to say it here, guaranteed within the next month. So uh, definitely check it out. We're trying to work out uh, the kinks there. And then, of course, watch our next live stream. I've got next Sunday on there, but it is, as I said before, in two Sundays at 1.30 p.m.-ish Eastern Standard Time. And man, we had a pretty good uh, Tuesday, Thursday, whatnot shows last week too. So I'm really happy. I think uh, the biggest um, solution to uh, getting more interactivity on whatnot is to have more shows. And that makes a lot of work, but I don't think there's any way around it. And we need to fund everything else we do. So <laughs> I need to just uh, kind of do that. So gonna, although it does make it easier now that I've made the shows only about an hour, hour and a half. That definitely makes it easier rather than trying to, obviously I was trying to run three hour shows. So doing an hour show, it seems to be much better rather than doing one show for three hours to do three shows that are an hour long. You get much better results out of that. So that's my 
end game where I plan to get to. So. Thank you, Karen. Um, thank you, studio audience. Thank you, Valor. And of course, thank you, Pat. You got anything else to say? That's it. All right. Appreciate everyone being here. And until next time, don't forget that appreciating great art is awesome. And reading a great story is fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Accelerate.